Ladies and gentlemen, it is Thursday, February the 8th, 2018. Gentlemen, I have I have no fancy intro. I have no, I'm nothing to me right now. Uh how are you both doing today? Did you just are you under the impression that all the previous intros were fancy? Uh I had convinced myself I, I I make no I make no claims to having uh, you know attempted to convince others. I'm just convincing myself. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Mm, how are you doing today, sir? Ah, going along, going along. Uh, nice long week at work, but uh, been pretty fun working on a new project. Ah, yes, so like the ones programming we, bones. We we talked about last week where uh, we're in that that lovely uh, kind yeah. of honeymoon phase where everyone's back after the holiday and ready to go on some new projects. Honeymoon's not over yet, at least for me. Well, that's My good. boss, not so much. His honeymoon ended last night. <laughs> and how are you doing, Mr. Black? Uh, better now that my finger isn't, you know, falling off. My finger is still a little wrecked, but, uh... Yeah. Starting to look... That, that uh, was like some, finger again. some Tim Taylor, oops, I just drove my car over my own finger type shit. Like, was, was it that like an like infection a, or something? A hangnail that you took out that got infected or something? Yeah, I, I actually don't remember it. I, I have a bad habit of biting my nails mm. and just oh, picking my nails off. Yeah, and I don't I don't even realize I'm doing it. And then, uh, like the next day, I, I'm assuming that's what it was from. And the next day, my, like, it was just a little sore when you go to touch it. But that's, that's happened many times before. Um, obviously, I must have got it dirty doing something. I have no idea. Um, but it got infected and went to the doctor and they put me on some antibiotics. Like, my finger was probably about twice the size it was normally, but it was like, hella red and just pul- I could feel my pulse through my finger. That's like, the it was worst just like- part when you have a finger injury, specifically at the tip of yeah. your fingers. Like if you fuck up the base of your finger, yeah, it sucks. Yeah. But you, you know, it's, it's, it's whatever. If that shit yeah. happens at the end of your fingers, all you do is feel your heartbeat That's all day. It. I can feel <laughs> everything. Like even if it was like it was windy outside, like the wind would hit my <laughs> finger and it would hurt. So, um, oh my God. So yeah, I, I went, they put me on some antibiotics and she was like, when was the last time you had a tetanus shot? I'm like, I don't know. Last time I was down South to like Dominican or Cuba, which would have been like eight years ago. Um, she was like, well, you're supposed to get them every 10 years. So I'm just going to give you a tetanus shot. I'm like, okay, fine. And she gives me a tetanus shot and felt fine. Didn't even feel the, the needle. I'm, the needles don't bug me any. And then later that night, it was just actually it was the it was the day we had the podcast last yeah. week. Yeah, and your my shoulder stomach was wrecked. went to all shit. My shoulder was wrecked, dude. I had I had like horrible diarrhea. Fucking stomach was wrecked. I had like was waking up with with sweats. Uh, it was my body was just like I I didn't want to do nothing but sleep and lay in bed. Oh yeah, and and then on top of that, um, the medication that I was taking. I had like a bad side effect from it, so my um my lymph node in my under my arm, my left armpit, like sw- was swollen up to like the size of a golf ball. <laughs> Reacting to all the shit going on in your body, yeah. yeah. And so I could barely move my shoulder; it was already sore from the shot. And then there was like I could feel like <laughs> oh the, yeah, the, the lymph the node, swell, the lymph node, right? And I was like, <laughs> oh fuck! And then that was sore, and then my finger got about twice as worse. And it, then it started pussing and all this shit. And I took a needle and I poked it, and I started squeezing the pus out. And uh, and then I must have 
fucked that up because then the <laughs> infection started going down my finger and then it was gone down to about the middle of my middle finger. I was like, I gotta go back usually, to the doctors. You're usually not supposed to actually drain those unless like the doctor explicitly like does it for you because otherwise it just makes it worse. Yeah, yeah. So I think I made it worse. So, but it, but it alleviated some of the pressure that was going yeah. on in there, which was which felt good until it felt worse. And then I uh, went to the doctor again, and then they realized that the medication that the first doctor gave me was acting poorly to my immune system or whatever. My body was like, we're not some, having this. So they some gave me, people, yeah, don't agree with certain antibiotics. Uh, yeah, like so all, they gave yeah. me a different one. And after about two days of taking that, actually really after the first day, but by the second day, uh, the lymph node was completely back to normal. Mm. Didn't It wasn't swollen or sore anymore. And my finger has gone down. Like now, did swelling. you finish off the course? Yeah. That's important. Yeah, a lot of people are like, oh, well, it's no, no, done. No. Fuck the rest of my antibiotics. And then you're no, 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 screwed. no, no. I'm still, I take one in the morning and then All one right. at night. So I took one Good this man. morning. I'm Good taking man. another one at night because yeah. it still hurts. My finger still hurts. Like, oh, it, yeah. When I go to touch it, it still it still hurts, and all oh, yeah. the skin was peeled right off it. It was so swollen, and then when it came down, it looked like a my finger was sitting in like like you might actually like want to um, you might want to like just loosely wrap it in gauze, not like a tight wrap or anything. Just keep like a loose gauze on it, just to protect it. Yeah, well, I, and I've been every hour or so I've been trying to I've been putting my finger in like hot water with Epsom salts to like help. I was going to say out, yeah, a yeah, lot. help drain it that way because then then you're not poking a hole yeah. in your finger. Yeah, but the swelling is <clears throat> basically down now. Now my skin is healing back, and uh, you know, I say another two or three days, I should, should probably look back to normal again. Hopefully, so that's my week's been rough because of my finger. Like it's people are like, "Oh, dude, what?" You know, I was just, I hadn't streamed in a few days. They're like, "Dude, what the fuck? You can stream with your finger." I'm like, "Man, I'm telling you, I, <laughs> like I couldn't even type on a key. Like I'd hit the keyboard and it would go right through my whole fucking hand. Oh yeah. Like, even if I wasn't hitting with my middle finger, I'd hit it with my index and I could feel it going through my middle <laughs> finger. I'm like, yeah. I just I got sat like in a bed. Little tiny paper cut on my thumb, and it was like precisely at the spot that I hit the space bar with and like my this entire week my mojo's been off I'm like damn it I keep using a different finger to hit the space bar it's kind of cra- it's kind of crazy how little your hands have to hurt before everything yeah. just goes to shit it yeah. just yeah, really much. really doesn't take very much before your hands are like you know what bro fuck you you're not gonna do anything with your hands for like two straight weeks until we've sorted this out so get used to it um, yep, so uh, there's that. Great. Well, continuing on with injuries, uh, just before the podcast this evening, I was upstairs uh, heating up some dinner, and uh, I stretched multiple times throughout the day because you know all we do is sit on our ass all fucking day, and so I, I throughout the day I'll, I'll do uh, numerous stretches, and so I was stretching because I had five minutes while my my food's in the in the microwave, and uh, I get to the point in my routine where I where I'm just trying to, you know, stretch my back out, touch my toes. And I'm on, I'm on my way down, not going particularly fast, but I'm on my way down. And, uh, I felt some pressure build up right around my tailbone. And, uh, like my first lumbar area of the lumbar, my spine, uh, there towards the base. And, um, <laughs> uh, the pressure kept going and then it was just went and my back, gave way instantaneously folded folded like a fucking house of cards uh crumpled on the on the kitchen floor gabs felt the felt the 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 rumble up upstairs in her office because i hit the floor pretty fucking hard as soon as it happened i i I immediately 
was like, all right, if I don't get the pressure off my back, I'm going to fucking die. So I just let myself just noodle right to the fucking floor and was just laying there flat, flat on my stomach on the floor. And I was like, oh, you've got to be fucking kidding me. All I could think of was when I injured my back when I was at the summer camps years ago and I tore muscle. But I was like, that's not this. This is a different animal. But I, I still old. I still crumpled in, in instantaneously. I rolled over, I was looking at the ceiling, and I was just, like, cursing and swearing, and, like, you gotta be fucking kidding me right now. And I laid there for a minute to try and let it, you know, subside a bit, and, uh, eventually I was like, alright, I gotta try and get up off this fucking floor. I'm starting to look like a fucking old person in one of those friggin', uh, you know, infomercials, where I need to have, like, a fucking panic button. Do we need to get you life alert? <laughs> I need a life alert. <laughs> <laughs> so I get I got up and and uh yeah it's it, it was bad like it it felt it felt like I don't think I slipped a disc but it felt like um it just felt like it wasn't one nerve that got pinched it was like every nerve at the base of my spine pinched simultaneously and uh so my whole back's been just a, a, a hot mess I can't really bend over without bracing myself on something is that why and you're so, having the devil's lemonade? It is absolutely why I'm drinking rum right now. Is to take the edge off while we're having this podcast because it feels like it feels like I'm in some Roman torture spike driven up through my ass into my fucking spine uh, as I'm sitting in this office chair. So I thought, hey, I've got the heat and pad on, got the rum in my glass. I can, I can, I can get through this without cursing too much. Um, uh, one more thing, then, just to, just to add to that, I just forgot it happened this morning. Um, <clears throat> Had a rough morning getting up this morning. Finally got all the willpower to get out of bed, walk into the shower, get all the clothes off. And I'm like, all right, let's do this. Turn the shower on. No water. What? Right as soon as like I right as soon as like I, I just feel like pipes jerking and stuff and nothing's happening. My phone starts ringing and it gets like I pick up the phone. It's like automated message due to a power surge in the Con Ed utility. The water service to the first through 10th floors is currently inactive. And oh I'm like, God. I'm like, I gotta go to work. What do I do now? That's brutal. Uh, hold on. I'm, I'm in the midst of not, not to, uh, to step on your, uh, incredible Ripping shower, story. not working story. Uh, but I forgot to post tech support after I collapsed on the <laughs> kitchen floor. So I'm going to ah. go and I'm going to go and post that real quick. I ended up going into the kitchen and pouring my, like, two Brita jugs of water <laughs> just onto my hair. <laughs> Washing it that way out so I can go to work. Yeah, well, how, like, you couldn't have been soapy or anything at the time. You didn't have No, no, any... no, the water hadn't even turned on. Yeah, but, like, yeah, my, yeah, hair, yeah. my hair is completely unmanageable unless I completely soak it in the morning. Uh... Like, I can't go on to work looking like. Emmett Brown or something, Doc Brown. <laughs> Doc Brown, happen. of course. Yeah, yeah, sure. Why not? I mean, he was fashionable for a while. All right, tech support is posted now. That's done. How many people uh, in chat had to remind you of that? Uh, absolutely, one hundred and ten percent. Somebody in chat reminded me. Uh, so shout out to Duke for reminding me. Uh, yeah, totally, totally forgot. Did you see all the changes that Twitch made with their, uh... ch changes I actually heard about it yesterday, but I didn't know that they posted anything today. I must have missed oh, that. Oh, they posted a huge oh. amount of stuff today. <laughs> it's a, oh, a link that in, the in chat for me, please. Reactions are fantastic. Because I didn't hilarious. even list that. I should have listed that as something to talk uh, about. It's, it's deep. Dude, it some deep? people are, like, all happy about it, and then some people are like, these are so vague, I don't know what I'm going to do. 
What am I supposed to wear now? Is Twitch going to provide me clothing because they're making me wear a uniform? Oh, man. Shit like that. Oh, I cannot. I, I need to see this. Uh, I'm trying to find it. My body is ready. Um, I actually, personally, like, I didn't see anything wrong with what they posted. It's just a little vague in some areas, but not too bad. Well, here's here's the thing for me before I even see it, is that Twitch can list all the rules and regulations they want. Twitch's problem has rarely been about about how precise they are with the rules so much as the actual uh, applying of said rules. Oh, they said they're going to be much more active about it. They actually said these take effect on, like, the 19th, and it's going yeah, to apply retro. Yeah. And it's going to apply retroactively. So they said, if you have anything that is in VODs, clips, anywhere that you feel violates the guidelines, feel free to get them now. If someone goes in and flags it later, you will get dinged if it's still there. That's kind of stupid, though, because you've got streamers on here, many of which who are, uh, who are, probably, who are probably riding the line to begin with, but still mm -hmm. within the guidelines, for... Six years. Mm -hmm. I'm trying to find the actual, like, that right there is a general thing. I did see, like, an actual list of do's and don'ts. Like, the main the main thing was, like, for the, they, they broke it. This is only phase one. They still have more stuff they're going to put out. They mainly put out the harassment, hateful comments, and sexual um, content warnings. Um, the big one was for, like, the, the, the big one you. is, yeah, the big one is the uh, attire that they're talking about. Can you post, if you got a different one, can you post it? Um, I sorry, sorry, panic. I just got the no, one. No, that, I'm just looking at the thing that they have on on their blog, Twitch blog. Is all, all I've got. Twitch community guidelines. They have updates. different law. They have different guides for them within that. They have like the uh, harassment. I'll paste them all. I have them. Yeah, paste and just paste it in the in the in the chat, it's not Skype, because I can't. Look oh, at I that. don't have chat open. Okay, the then give it to me on Discord. All right, yeah, oh, there it is. There it is. All right, Discord. Uh, I'm just gonna put them in public. Yep. That's harassment, <clears throat> sexual content. Yeah, it's all it's all right there. Yeah. And the general ones. Oh, okay. So, like, the big one is I, that I, I'm sure everyone's gonna probably jump on is like the whole clothing and attire portion. They pretty much said like it's not super specific, but it's way more specific than it was before pretty much to like if you're at home you can wear something that's appropriate for the activity you're doing they pretty much said no like lingerie or things like that are allowed anymore at all um and the big thing is like in general if you're streaming whatever the content unless you're doing like a workout stream or you're at the beach you know wear something appropriate for the area um if you're at home wear something that would be acceptable or suitable like in a public street the mall or, you know, a moderately nice restaurant. Like, that's what you should be, like, streaming and You shouldn't be, like, you know, wearing, like, a bikini in, like, some random restaurant-style stuff. That's, you know, I... So I, I sympathize with Twitch because when you get to a point where you have to be so specific about rules and regulations for... And, and to what you're talking about right now in terms of the, the attire... It's is better, by but far, yeah. It's, it's by far the most difficult one to enforce because, um, depending on where the person is from, that's what people are saying. Certain certain 
when they when you when they give these examples of a restaurant or a workplace or a public street or things like that's all wildly different depending on where you're from. Now, of course, Twitch is under the assumption that you're very likely coming from North America or Europe as they did your main to say acceptable to a global audience. Right. So uh, at that, that point, that, I, think that com- yeah. I think that conflounds it, it, it. That's not a word. It, 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 uh, or is it? I might be just making words up right now. It makes it more complicated than it needs to be because at that yeah. point, now you're thinking, well, shit, uh, Lithuania might have some different, uh, some different rules. Adam, and I've got uh, like okay. two people. All right. All right. All right. Let's, let, let's, let's get a little bit more focused here because we're, you're, you're nitpicking so hard right now. I think it's, I think it's just pretty obvious what they're trying to do. All right. We're yeah. not, we're not, we're not sitting here going, well, what about the people in Ethiopia? You know, they, uh, no, no, they, no, no, know, no, no, no. It's not really like that. Okay, it's Jeff, like, hold, you, hold, hold on. I'm not nitpicking shit. I'm just saying in general, when they list these rules, I can, I can, I can imagine why it would be difficult because when it comes to enforcing them, there's always going to be some sort of fucking gap. What they, in my opinion, to just reinforce that I'm not nitpicking, what they had before was fucking perfectly fine. They had like one sentence that covered everything where it was like, don't be overly, don't overly sexualize shit. If having a webcam on your, on your camel toed vagina while you're making fucking cosplay and have two other cameras, one at your tits, and you can only see from the nose down to your face the entire stream. They actually address that specifically in the guidelines now, though. They say, we're going to look at your stream intros, your outros, your camera positions, you know, what the way you phrase, like, you know, donator pop, like alerts, like all of that stuff is going to be used in the context. Thorson's so, probably shitting himself right now. Yeah, because they're like, effectively, <laughs> they're like, if you've sexualized your alerts, you know, like big, what, like big as D might actually be a problem now type of thing. But they're like, well, if, sure. you, if you sexualize that in the context and, you know, your camera angles, your intros are all supporting that, it's more likely you're going to get get a strike or get banned or whatever. Yeah, which I think, again, is was surmised perfectly fine in their previous guidelines, but I guess they've been getting a lot of pressure, specifically after the IRL thing went, you know, went live. This is where I think the majority of this shit is stemming it's from. It's targeted, yeah. Uh, for sure. But yeah, I don't, I didn't, I just didn't want to give the impression that I'm nitpicking, because I, I totally agree. I don't think there needs to be such a finite, but when they, but what happens Obviously when... Obviously there does, because people are like already problem. complaining, like, oh, what should I wear now? Oh, I can't, well, like, those, those, people, those yeah. people are trolls, man. They yeah. don't, th- those people don't actually have a problem, they're just being trolls. That, that's it. They're, they're, no, streamers no, are going to complain about it, too. Bigger no, ones. No, 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 these are, stre- what streamer is going to complain about it? What streamer is the going IRL to complain about it? streamers are already complaining. Girl whore cams. They're going to complain. Nobody else is. And their content's garbage. I bet you so, Forsen's going to so, going to complain about it. Why? Why? Because Look, dude, I fucking made a career from teabagging people and using sure. sex weapon. Yes, So absolutely. I got to delete all my shit. I'm not complaining. Well, you're not I'm everyone. Not you can't project that onto every single major streamer sure on can. the website. No, you sure can't. Sure you That's, can. Projecting sure you is, can. The, is, is it, well, you can technically. I mean, nobody's yeah, stopping absolutely. you. absolutely. But it's one of the biggest fallacies in, in any logic reasoning that you can have is to project your own position onto that of everyone else in the group. It's the running a business. I mean, what, what, what can you expect? I mean, it, this is people, there's, there's a minority of people that ruined it for the vast majority of people. And unfortunately, just like in the real world, like America with guns, 
There's people out there that ruin it for everybody. And sometimes the people that are responsible gun owners, and in this case, responsible streamers that do their own thing, that have their own community, they have to suck it up for the greater good and realize that they have to make some sacrifices and take their own personal needs out of it for the bigger picture. It's called sacrifice. I think anybody with a level head can get behind what Twitch is trying to do here. And this is coming from a guy that has ran a very immature-like stream for his entire career and has made all the big Reddit posts from teabagging people and going crazy and putting lightsabers between my legs and having the most ridiculous sub sounds. And I'm not sitting there bitching and complaining that I have to go and delete VODs or I have to get rid of my sub sounds. I'm not Because ultimately, when I go to the IRL section... And out of the nine things that I see, seven or eight of them are cam whores. You know something's got to change. And we're not talking about girls that are sitting there that, you know, are naturally big chested and they can't help it or whatever. We're talking about girls that are sitting there with next to nothing on, bending over, doing these ridiculous yoga sessions or these ridiculous uh, rock band or whatever the hell did just dance. 27 or talking about their ex-boyfriends and talking about all this sexualized shit and doing it. It's absolute garbage. Twitch has turned into a modern day cam whore site without any real sexual uh, acts being done. We're not talking about masturbation, um, you know, uh, nudity. And, and there has been nudity. I mean, there's been there's plenty of videos out there where you can see women's vaginas from the IRL section. You can see nipple slips because they're wearing next to nothing. And listen, I'm all for seeing some seeing some titties. I'm all for I, I love me some beautiful women. But when it is an IRL section that is in my opinion, was designed around the Pokemon Go and then being innovative and doing different things or maybe just Just booting up your stream and having a coffee and talking to people, talking about the game news or or for podcasts or musicians or people that are actually providing some sort of valuable content. And I know valuable content is a subjective thing to to a 14-year-old that's never seen a real vagina in his life. Yep, sure. You know, having a girl playing Just Dance, wearing next to nothing, bouncing around, drawing their name on a whiteboard and blowing them kisses or blowing a microphone saying thank you, that might be their entertainment. But I think the vast majority of people can all agree that the shit is out of hand and what Twitch is doing is the right thing to do. If you if you need to if you are that immature and that fucking stupid to have to go on Twitter and ask Twitch, well, what can I wear then? You're fucking dumb. You're fucking dumb and you shouldn't be on the platform because you're stupid. It's common sense. Don't dress like a whore. And if you don't know what dressing like a whore is, you need to go talk to your parents and get mad at them for doing a bullshit job at raising you. And and there will be people that will tell you you dress like a whore because I guess what? When these people stream, it's nonstop people calling them a whore. And there's a reason for it. They don't need to act dumbfounded. It's called put on appropriate attire. We get it. You got big tits. You got a pretty face. You found a cool outlet to make some money. We're not hating on it. But when the rules come down, try and, you know, be creative. Actually 
create some content on there. That that's it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know how much more you can you what there. You don't see dudes wearing jock straps only uh, on a stream. You don't see chiseled guys wearing no shirt flexing because it's a it's a it's a male dominated platform. But you'll see the opposite. And then the girls wonder why. And then the girls that are doing legitimate streams are getting harassed because the kids think it's fun and it's okay to call them whores and call them sluts and call them every name in the book because they do it to whatever girls in the IRL section. So I digress, but I I just think it's dumb. If anybody out there literally tries, even for one second, act like what Twitch is doing here is wrong or they're complaining it's fucking stupid when it comes to the attire and the sexual part there are some other things that are like ah okay well you know i guess we're gonna have to sacrifice that but when it comes to the whole sexual thing i say i i'm i'm surprised they're not even going harder on it i'm surprised they're not just coming down like all of hell but it is what it is okay do you, okay. I'm done. I know. I I got. I'm trying to process everything because we went. We we switched gears two or three times from, there. Uh, I'm, one I'm, to six. I'm trying to. I'm trying to. Fi- I'm trying to figure out where to where to cut in here. So first of all, just to clarify again, I don't disagree with you at all, like whatsoever, on any points you just made. Um, I and and I and and again to clarify, I'm not saying that that people have the right or should complain about this being the way that it is because again I agree with everything you just said I was just saying that people are going to that doesn't mean that it's not stupid or ridiculous that they would complain uh it's just the fact that they're going to because this is what happens when regardless of how professional or unprofessional these people are you've got people in place that have been doing what they've been doing on Twitch untouched for five, six years. And now they're being told in the span of 10 days that retroactively they have to, like a lot of these people might not have or take issue with changing gears into whatever new, you you know, utopian Twitch that, that they're shooting for. But they might take they might take exception with going back and retroactively scanning through or paying somebody to do it for them if they have too much content or going through that process so that they don't get uh, caught up in the in the 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 great shit fest that will absolutely happen because Twitch is going to go through and and people are going to go out of their way to make sure that every last little bit. Even if they don't care, they'll do it for fun. It's like when people will just will just report somebody for the sake of fucking reporting them to see if they can get them in shit. And it's just kind of the way that 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 people are in the space. That's probably what they're probably going to have more. Just delete the vods with. Just delete the vods. It's well, a sure. live streaming service. This isn't fucking YouTube. Nobody nobody's watching old vods. I just delete look, just look, delete it and start look, fresh. I, I I get it. I get I get you. I know. But not everyone is you. <laughs> I get, and there are I'm lots not hearing of people any of these, that I'm are not hearing any of these cries that are professional. Well, we just the goddamn thing just went up. 
hours ago. <laughs> like, it's not like the shit went live and everybody simultaneously heard about it, processed it, thought about it, and fucking formed an opinion on it in, in that period of time. It's going to happen. People love to fucking complain, whether it's good or bad for them to do it. It's going to happen. And again, my original point was just that. At the end of the day, Twitch's problem has never been their fucking community guidelines, especially with respect to the clothing and the camera positions and all this other now delineated fucking uh, list that we have. It's been their enforcement of their rules. It's, 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 it's never really been because they haven't said, stop being fucking assholes or stop hanging your titties fucking hang out or oops, your meat curtains just wave to the world for the 14th time. Like, that's not really what their problem was. Their problem was enforcement. And more specifically, enforcing it in such a way that doesn't make it out to look like Twitch literally just has a bunch of friends in the space that can get away with murder, like we've talked about on the podcast here in the past. And that's no secret to anyone. Well, that's just the truth. Exactly. But, the, but, but what I like that they're doing here is they're saying, come February 19th or whatever the day is, this is how it's going to be. Sure. And now ain't nobody can say anything. Absolutely. Because... Because now if anybody breaks the rules, whether it's doctor disrespect, whether it's a guy with two viewers, it doesn't matter. You break the rules, you get striked. That's the show. And I think that's the best way to do it. Instead of all of a sudden, now they're banning people because then you can play that card. Then you can play, well, why did, why did this girl get to show her, her meat curtains for the fourth time? Why, why did, why did a doctor disrespect it to go, China number one, and he, mm-hmm. nothing happens to him. Yeah. Why does, why does uh, Jeff get to do a sex weapon, but nothing gets, nothing happens to him. Now they're saying, this is it. We've, we've broke it down for you slow motherfuckers out there that can't use common sense, you dumb fucks. So here it is in bullet, bullet form. There it is. This is what you cannot do. This is what you can do. You do it, you're getting striked. I think that's the best way to do it. I love the fact that they're doing it, and I, I can't wait to see a cleaner Twitch. I can't, well, I, I, I would love to see a cleaner Twitch too, but I need to wait and see if they actually do anything with this shit. Meaningful. Because my money would be on the fact that if Doc went out on the 19th, was it the 18th that this is going live? If Doc yeah, went out like on the nineteenth and brought out his his uh, self-described uh, invented mishmash of th- four different Eastern languages and just put that on display in front of seventy thousand viewers, my money would still be, as of right now, on that. Twitch wouldn't do anything about it, and at best, they'd be like, "Doc, look." We'd really like it if you could just back up off uh, off that for just please, Let's just just please, could you please? And that would be about it. I will be I will be shocked. I'll love it. I will be fucking thrilled. I'll be through the roof if we see them actually slap this shit on the people that have been most public and broadest reaching on the on the platform because they haven't to date. And that's why I keep saying my biggest problem with it has never been their guidelines, and I don't think the problem's ever been the guidelines. It's been them actually applying it and applying it in a way that makes sense and not just, oh, here's a person that has 14 people watching them and oops, there's a titty. Oh, well, fuck you. And then, uh, and then you'll have some girl who's the, you know, attached to the hip to their, you know, one of their top 10 streamers. And then every second Tuesday, 
they take her down for 24 hours because she got hammered and 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 now she's getting fucking naked and or doing stupid shit on camera but for everyone else it's like an instant permanent fucking uh ban yeah it was a problem it was a problem and And so that's what what i that's what what i'm most interested in about it i mean i don't really care i don't really care how many different ways they try and project to people that they're going to do that you know that they have these guidelines that are written out ultimately it's how they use them and that's what we'll have to to wait and see uh, i think if they're going to come out with all this out of the blue and do all this it means that they're serious about it now that's they're not going to come out with all this why why would you as a company think about this logically why would you come out and put all this time into doing all this creating all of potential shitstorm getting so that you said all you did of this something. stuff Pardon so me? That you, so that you said you did something. It's the same any company. Lots of companies bullshit and put out and do lots of like charitable work and be like, right, look man. how good I mean, we are. Listen, if you want to, if you want to just be cynical about it, then you just I'm just go being ahead a realist be because it. they've they've not they've had the ability to do it in the past. So now what I'm saying is, I hope it happens. I'm just waiting to see if it will. That's all. I'm not okay. saying it's not going to. I'm just saying okay. I hope it happens and we'll see. All right. Um. Epic. I think this happened either the day of or not long after, or we just didn't catch it last week. Uh, Epic Games shuttered uh, Paragon. Finally, that uh, that happened, and I guess they're the the whole concept behind it is that they are uh, of course focusing on Fortnite, which makes a hell of a lot of sense. Uh, but uh, yeah, finally shutting down Paragon. That's a game that that went through some serious roller coaster of development uh and never seemed to quite grab traction you played a fair bit of it though jeff what did, what did you think when you were playing it did you think that it had some some uh chance of of breaking out of of their endless beta i don't i don't know i i they they had opportunities where it had potential they they had a lot of people playing playing the game and watching the game on two different occasions, uh, I played it for like three months full time. Had it's a really never good viewership on it. Yeah, they they did, at one point they they had um they were giving away skins. It was uh, I don't know if it was Christmas time or uh, it was some sort of event. Might have been Halloween, and they were giving away skins for. It's kind of like what Warframe did, where because believe it or not, most people were playing the shit on the console. Like there was a mm-hmm. lot of console people playing. Paragon, or at least that's how it felt anyway. And so there were uh, people, when they did this skin giveaway or this potential giveaway, they they were randomly dropping skins with bots in people's uh, streams that were streaming the game. And the people that were playing Paragon, all they had to do was be in the chat of these streamers, uh, anybody. And you can be in multiple streams, so... What people were doing is people were never that were never on Twitch or even watch Twitch. They were making accounts and coming over and watching Paragon, and they're like, "Holy shit!" You know this live streaming thing. Like, sure, there's the live streaming for PS4, but who the hell watches that? There's probably like you know two or three people <laughs> running the show there, and that's it. And so people people were really enjoying it. The numbers were huge. Um, I remember Lyric was playing uh, Paragon for an entire day. Uh, because there was so much buzz around it. Now I don't know if if Epic paid him or not. 
Um, he didn't have sponsored in his in his title. So, um, but this was like also before before it was really cracked down on yeah. saying it needs to be said if things are sponsored. So I don't know. Um, probably will never know. But hey, he was playing the game. Got a lot of people interested. Um, stream numbers were super high and. Uh, Paragon. I even reached out to Paragon. I said, "Man, I love you," and I actually loved you were Paragon. At PAX, like so I, we talked to them for a while. I freaking loved Paragon, and I asked them. I fl- flat out asked them if they're willing to um, pay me or uh, promote uh, the streamers in some way. So whether it was financially or to keep playing the game, to keep the game going because after this whole skin drop thing I knew the viewership was going to tank but I wanted to keep playing it and at the time you know my game of choice was League of Legends um, which was getting me not infinitely more viewership I was starting to really starting to to get into the Paragon but I knew it was going to it was going to tank so I asked him like can you can you give me some skins like um, I even said I'll buy like I don't remember how much but it was a ton maybe like a thousand dollars worth or whatever I buy can you match um, kind of like what I did with RuneScape, where I reached out to to um, Jagex and I said, "Hey, I want to buy five hundred dollars worth of uh, RP codes. Uh, will you guys match whatever I buy?" And they're like, "Hell yeah, we'll do it!" And it created a lot of buzz. We got a lot of people in the stream. And Paragon or Epic was just uh, they gave me over to some some dude. Uh, actually, it was like a black guy too. And I was like, "Yeah, all right, maybe maybe I can really get through with this guy here." And no, uh, no, nah, nah, they just didn't give a shit. They didn't want to. The, it's, it's not in the budget or they, that's not what they're focused on right now. They're, they weren't uh, don't, in that don't phase worry, yet. Don't worry. We're going to work on growing the community when, when we're uh, done, you know, getting more heroes or whatever the hell they were. It's just bullshit after bullshit. They honestly, like, you know, Epic, they make great games. They really do. And their engine's incredible. Um, but ultimately, they don't know. They didn't know what to do with an eSport. They didn't know if they even said they didn't want to be an eSport. And then they were saying that they wanted to make an eSport. Um, they were changing their game every six, every three, three to six months, every four months. The entire game changed. Like we're talking either a new map or a complete card haul, um, just huge buffs or huge nerfs. The game would be broken. People would be raging and then they would fix it. And then they would completely change it. They were so indecisive on what they wanted. They had no idea what they were just kind of going with the flow. And at the very beginning of stages, that worked because the community felt like they're really part of the growth and the building of the game. It was like everybody cried out for something and it was there. And it was like, holy shit, man, these guys are awesome. Like these guys are listening. And then eventually they would like listen to maybe, you know, one Reddit post. And while everyone's like, no, no, this is fine. Like, just, you know, give us a ranking. Give us, we're using like Agora's, some random website to like try and find out your ELO. Um, They didn't know what the hell they were doing. And uh, until the point where Fortnite came out and here we are, Fortnite blew up because Battle Royale and Fortnite's just great. It's a fun game. So I don't blame them. And I have to hand it to them as much as I'm kind of shitting on Epic right now for Paragon. Um, I love the game. It was an amazing, uh, the thing is, is they got into the MOBA space late, but what was saving them is the fact that it was the most beautiful looking MOBA ever made and it was a third person. So it felt different and it was almost like playing a, a shooter, but in a MOBA, um, it was nice and it felt good. Problem being 
They had no real direction. Even the community and the streamers started dabbling with other games. Um, and there was no, there was no, I was probably the biggest streamer that would be, that played Paragon outside of the Paragon community because the people that were playing Paragon, they were like, uh, Twitch stars in the making. It was a bunch of like nobodies, you know, with all due respect, like people that nobody heard of playing the game constantly for a year, year and a half, two years to the point where they were building an audience and getting a hundred, 200, 300, sometimes a thousand viewers and and those were kind of the stars of Paragon. And I was the first like legitimate, uh, you know, streamer that kind of came in to my knowledge anyway and stayed for any period of time and brought a bunch of new eyes in. And they just didn't care about anybody coming in. They thought that they were just going to keep growing organically. That's what I got out of it. And it just didn't happen. And then, of course, when Fortnite came out, that was the show. And one last thing. Uh, I will admit, they did an amazing exit. They they told everybody, you know what? They admitted their their faults. They they basically said they didn't. They refunded know, and stuff too, didn't they? And they refund everybody um, that wanted a refund. So if you bought the hundred, like I did, a hundred and something dollar um, pack when it first came out, so you can get all the stuff. I didn't even ask for my refund. Um, you can get a refund at any point. Any any. Uh, chests or crates that you bought, anything that you've done in the game, uh, all you need to do is just send in like a the screenshot or a proof that you paid for it, and then they refund you, and they'll either give you your money back or they'll give it to you in Fortnite bucks. So I thought that was very very nice of them. They didn't That's have huge. to do that. That's huge, and um, that speaks volumes on Epic. And I wanted to end it with the good note. They definitely went out. I th- still think the game is running until a certain date. It's like another um, two months. Yeah. So they did the right thing. And at this point, honestly, it's the right thing for them to do because the game is basically dead. It has been that way for a long time. They have no real direction. There's still no rank. There's still there's no reason to play the game uh, other than just enjoying it ca- uh, casually, which which is fine. Uh, but, you know, MOBAs are competitive. These these games are competitive games. And if you're out for like three years or two years or whatever it was, and you still don't even have a ranking system or, or any type release. of progression, what are like, why, why are people still grinding this other than just the enjoyment of it? And Fortnite became a juggernaut. I think it's the best decision they've they've made uh, when it came to Paragon. And uh, it's a shame to see it go. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Go ahead, Benny. Uh, yeah, no, from my perspective, I, I partially agree. Like, it's good on Epic that they're doing the refund. I actually didn't know that. That changes my opinion a bit. Um, my problem, and again, from a business perspective, 100% agree. What they're doing is the right thing. Paragon hasn't really been doing much. You know, do they really want to, they have to make a decision, you know, shit or get off the pot pretty much. So they made their decision that they're going to they're gonna move on. So that's fine. Um, my issue kind of comes down to a lot of developers these days have been kind of releasing the games into, like, that early access kind of beta, whatever development hell that they stay in for years. Um, And for smaller studios, yeah, that's fine. But I was a little surprised when Epic did it with Paragon where they had, and Paragon was a very promising game. It looked awesome. It played really well um, and it had a lot of potential, but they never really, like you said, had no direction, no guidance. And it's, it's a shame to see them just be like cutting it and walking away. Um, my problem is I've been seeing a lot of other bigger name studios doing like the same thing. Um, it actually just got announced today. Relic Entertainment, they do all the Dawn of Wars and they're like a big developer. They literally came out and said, 
Uh, yeah, Dawn of War 3 didn't really meet our expectations, so we're just not going to continue with it, and we're not going to release anything else for it. After, like, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to release all this DLC, we're going to add all these new races, we're going to add all this other stuff, and they released, like, a half-baked game that wasn't really done. It was, like, really lacking in content. It was missing things in other, that other, like, the previous versions of the game had. It's like, oh, it'll come, and then they're just like, oh, the game didn't quite do so well, so we're just not going to do any of it. So it's like other studios have been kind of coming and doing that with a lot of their franchise and titles where they'll half-ass a game and they'll see, oh, are people actually going to buy into it? And then if they don't, they're just going to be like, whatever, we're just not going to develop it. Do you think some of that has to do with the fact that Epic was in a position to to give these refunds because the base wasn't anything that was particularly huge and then Fortnite made a shitload of money? Yeah, it's because it's I guarantee if, if Fortnite wasn't a big success, yeah, there wouldn't be Paragon. Paragon would probably still be in development for a little while yet. And if it did eventually get it, they would probably would release it, but that would be I the show. I doubt there'd be refunds, that's But for there sure. would be no refunds, yeah. yeah. I, what, I um, would highly, highly doubt. A company did actually the exact same thing with a MOBA, um, Turbine mm-hmm. Entertainment. They did the uh, DC MOBA, Infinite Crisis, and it was actually a pretty good MOBA, but they got towards the end, and they realized that they were not going to win the MOBA wars, and they were going to lose. They had been selling packs and everything. Um, and then literally one day they just said, hey, the game is released. And then three months later, the announcement comes out. Oh, hey, we're shutting down the game in like two months. Yeah. No refunds, by the way. Peace. Yeah. Game's well, released. Here, oh. You know, uh, they, they gave refunds. So, yeah. you know, good on, good them. on them. Whether, whether we, we could sit they here and say have, if they, they would have or didn't, to. they didn't have to yeah. do it. No, no. Yeah. no. And I'll so tell you right now, did, yeah. I got. I got my hundred dollars, one hundred oh, yeah. and twenty nine bucks worth, and some. I mean, the game was amazing. I've spent more money, uh, you know, on garbage games that I put an hour or two into, and I yeah. just be done with them. So, you know, big shout outs to to Epic for making a great game. It's just unfortunate that the um, the community, the, honestly, like even if they had done what, even if they had dumped a bunch of money into getting streamers to play their game even if they had marketed because their marketing was like facebook ads like that's it i see paragon facebook ads and i'm like you know, i'm thinking to myself what the fuck man like what what are you doing uh, there's so there's this your is how you're spending your advertising dollars yeah like my what, mother's why? on facebook exactly why are you why am i see, and i'm talking like i would see a ton of these ads facebook advertisement ain't cheap and the like that you could have just paid streamers reputable streamers to play your game and and have an actual impact directly on people that would play mm-hmm. your game even if the streamer did not want to sit there and play it for a week on end just getting guys like lyric or summit or even you know people from TSM or or whatever to play your game directly to the gamer skip the social Boom. media mail, I mean man. it's the market that and, and the thing is is what's nice about Paragon unlike all other MOBAs and why I think it could have been successful is it looks incredible and it is it, no matter what a streamer's playing this game you 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 tune in to whoever and and you've never seen the game before you're going to you're going to take a second and go what is this like the, you know especially if you can see that it's a MOBA like cuz it runs like a MOBA but you're going to go, this isn't like Smite. You know, I played it Smite today really for good. like three hours. You see, it's like the fuck, you know, the, you know, the, okay, I can turn this off and not even care. You see Paragon. Yeah, I'm sure. Some people will be like, yeah, I'm not into MOBAs. I'm, I'm out. But you're going to give it a moment. And even if you're not into MOBAs, it still strikes this thing where you want to try it out because it looks so good and it plays so differently. And it's, uh, it just, 
it's do a you shame. Think, do you think that even if they had brought on streamers like that to spread the word, that it would have it would have it's tough. Uh, overcome their like we already discussed here? Their direction was lacking um, quite a bit, and they weren't they were yeah. paying more attention to the odd Reddit post than they were for the people that were dumping endless hours actively into the game uh, that were counteracting uh, acting a lot of these Reddit posts. Uh, mm. That were that were going on. I think the biggest tell for that was when they when they completely overhauled the the map um, entirely, and yeah. then after that point, it seemed to just for me watching from the outside, it started started to peter off. I just stopped playing. I, I tried <sighs> with the map for a day. I just stopped playing. I'm like, you know what, man? I I just spent like over a year playing this map and really getting to know it, understanding rotations. There's nothing wrong with it. Um, they were trying to make it because the games were too long, so they tried to like squish the map in a little bit. Yeah. And once again, they just didn't know they didn't know what the fuck to do. And and the thing is, is there's so many people, um, and and like Paragon stars, like there was there's probably three or four of them that played the game religiously all the time. And I talked to all of them too. And um they they would they would cry out to Epic and be like, You guys gotta do something, like you gotta do something for us. Like and these people were they were at the point where they were quitting their day jobs or, uh, you know, or some right. of them were. And then, and then, and then, yeah, it was like they were quitting their day jobs. And I've had conversations with some of these people. I'm not going to name anybody, but I've had conversations with some of these people. And, um, you know, they were following a dream. You know, the game seemed promising. They were building up a nice community. And, and the, the problem was is, and I could see it coming from a mile away. And it's why I didn't continue to play the game. And I'm the type of guy that, you know, I'm I'm a hopper anyway, right? So I didn't I don't care. Like I'll I'll get onto a game and I'll ride that bitch into the ground um, if it's gonna you know uh, boost my numbers or or get me into another area to 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 win new viewers over or whatever. I mean, people can call it whatever they want. They can call it sellout. They can call it whatever. I call it making a living. But whatever. And the problem is, is when you put yourself in a box like that especially on a game that is developing, it's a gamble. It's either you're going to hit it huge when these guys inevitably blow up and you're a god at the game and you've been doing it forever and you have that base and you just kind of soar off into the world and, and it's great and you're the Dr. Disrespect of Paragon. The problem is if Paragon does not push the game and they do go into a dormant state, you're fucked and that's just the show. And the reality of it is, is when you build an audience in one specific game, once you leave, that's the show. That's it. You want to, you, it's like, hey, you know what? Paragon's dead. I'm going to now go play Smite because it's similar to Paragon and maybe my viewer. No, those people were interested in Smite and about 15, 20% of them are interested in you at the core. And so it hurt a lot of people. And these streamers were basically crying out. To Paragon saying, please do something, do something for the community. We're not asking you to pay us, but just, you know, do something. And then Paragon decided they were going to start uh, flying people over to the headquarters and doing like an interview, like these awkward interviews um, and have them on on a stream. Um, and 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 sometimes they would host, which was nice of them. They would do these Paragon updates where they would show uh, new heroes and then they would host a, a Paragon streamer, which was great. Love that. Um, but beyond that, that was their that was their community thing was flying somebody out like, yeah, sure. When you're an up and coming streamer and a company gets to fly you out to a place, you're pumped. You're like, man, I've made it. You know, last week I was I was doing this or I was in school or I was working this job and 
And now I'm on an airplane going out to the Epic headquarters and they're interviewing me and I'm like a little, I'm like a little fucking gaming celebrity and you don't really think about it. And yeah, it's a great accomplishment, but at the end of the day, that's all it is, just an experience. And some people are in it for the experience, but a lot of these streamers are going to realize very quickly that, you know, this industry is, is it's do or die. And if you're going to treat this as a fun, awesome experience time, you're going to be working a regular job real quick or reality is going to sink in. And that is the issue with the Paragon community building where a lot of the streamers just didn't have the support and they needed it. And like you said, even if they had given the support, who knows what would have happened? Because we still got to answer the question. When is the game going to fully be released? When are they getting ranked? How is ranked going to, you know, what are they, what are they going to, how are they going to keep all these people? It's like, you can go ahead and blitz the living shit out of the game. But then once the, the audience is there, that's the show. It's like when a streamer comes to me and be like, yo, Jeff, what's the best way for me to, to grow my audience? And I'm like, you know what, man, just be consistent, do your thing. And, and that's it. But you'll see a bunch of streamers go to other streamers, spam some shit. Yo, go check out my stream, man. I'm playing some, you know, I'm doing this and it's fucking awesome. I'm doing a giveaway and, you know, and they're doing all these crazy things they're making Reddit posts and they're blitzing social media and they're saying, go, go, go. Or, or they're begging you for a host or like, can you host me, man, please? Can you host me? But the thing is, is okay, if I host you, which I wouldn't because you asked, but if I did host you and you are a new streamer and all you, when the audience comes and you're going to sit there and you're going to do this, oh, hey, guys, oh, wow, oh, 500 viewers, oh, thank you, uh, lag miss, maximum black, thank you for the host. Okay, guys, yeah, we're today we're playing some, some RuneScape here and I'm going to be... Uh, I'm going to be uh, grinding some wood cutting, and uh, yeah, so that's it. And then people going, the fuck is this shit? <laughs> and then they leave. It's like you got what you wanted. You got the viewership, but what are you doing to retain the viewership? Or why are they going to stay there with you? And Paragon just never had an answer to any of that. Even when people were there, the looks, sure, the game felt great. But ultimately, after that 5, 10, 20, maybe even 50 hours of gameplay, at the end of it, you go, why am I playing this? Because I, there's no real progression. And maybe that's just the competitor in me. I'm sure there's a lot of people that feel that way. But I think ultimately, you know, playing a bunch of exhibition games with the same type of heroes on the same teams all the time, it just gets old. Well, they, they, they labeled it when it first came out. I remember that they were saying that they were building it specifically for esports. That was like their, one of their main, their main selling points was, guys, we're going we're gonna to bring this, uh, this triple... They were labeling it the triple A yeah. MOBA, right? Yeah, the triple A yeah. MOBA that we're going to turn into an esport, and we already got teams talking about how they're going to you know, put... Uh, groups together for this, and it's it's going to be fantastic. We're working really hard on our uh, observer mode, and it's and, and it's you know we're, we're busting it. It's, it's the epic name. I mean, think about the yeah. games that come out of here, guys. It's going to be fucking yeah. awesome. And then they you know they had a relatively okay start, and then it just kind of uh, fell off. And again, we, uh, there could be a bajillion reasons for it. Not least of which was the fact that the 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 MOBA space was even back then already tough to break into. <laughs> But uh, but when you don't get to a point where you have a release date in mind or you have things like ranked mode or or anything for because really at the end of the day, the people that come back to play it endlessly 
are in it for a couple of, uh, of reasons, you know, people, well, why people play these games. They want to keep unlocking shit for the characters they like. They like the gameplay in general, which was never really ep- the problem with, with, uh, with the game to begin with. Or they're hyper competitive and they want to climb this. They want to climb the ladder. They want to. They want yeah. to see where they, you know, where they place against other people. And so yeah. when you when you take and that's within the MOBA genre, uh, you know for sure. So when you take when you take many of those elements out of the picture and you don't have a timeline for when any of it's happening, it becomes a problem. I mean, look at look at how many times uh, PUBG gets reamed just when the leaderboards are down for an extra twenty four hours in yeah. between patches. People exactly. are desperate to constantly be pegged up against other people. And so, uh, and, and that's of course in, 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 yeah, in competitive games. And so that's, you know, definitely, I would say, uh, part of it for sure. Uh, not to spend too much time on that. I get a little bit of a, of a kind of a, I don't know if I want to call it funny, but it's kind of an oddity that popped up here in the last couple of weeks where records of really old video games and the guys that have held them for a long time oh are God, starting to get stripped this. One after the other. What was like? There was one. The one that came before um, uh, this one that I have listed before Billy Mitchell lost Donkey Kong Junior's record. It was somebody else uh, had their record taken for. Oh, what game was it? Drag Racer. What? Well, Drag Racer was one, but that was that <laughs> wasn't the first one. I can't remember which one the first one was. Now wasn't but, it that airplane game? Uh, I mean, there's been a there's been a slew of them. Is the problem. There's been a slew of them, like out of nowhere. It's like records from like the fucking '80s that nobody's talked about forever, and all of a sudden, the website you know that's been that's been the home of holding these decade-long uh, records are just getting stripped from people. People just like dudes who people have already assumed are the gods of like Pac-Man, the gods of Donkey Kong, the gods of Drag Racer or whatever. They're starting to dig up things like, oh, you were using MAME instead of using the actual arcade cabinet. Or, uh, oh, you were you were stitching together multiple runs into this one file uh, as your proof and it wasn't actually a singular run. Uh, like, crazy shit. But this one For specifically... Barnstorm- oh, go ahead. Yeah, oh, yeah. So this one specifically. So, uh, Billy Mitchell, a guy who, if you watch the movie King of Kong, um, he's a guy most, uh, most well-known for... Uh, having the the highest score in Donkey Kong Jr., right? All-time highest score, Donkey Kong Jr. Uh, he's also the guy that has that was, anyway, but now it's kind of like people aren't really sure, credited with the first-ever perfect score in Pac-Man. Now, there's some, some fuckery here. His Donkey Kong 1 has been straight-up removed from the website, completely stripped from him. Uh, and there's a, a lot of controversy behind it because the website is actually part of the reason why he even had that record in the first place. So, uh, I, it's weird. I, I posted for you guys, I, like, you don't need to read it now or anything, but if you read it later on, if you want to get more info on it, um, I'll even put it in, uh, I actually read a bunch up on this cause, um, there's, um, the site Twin Galaxies. Yes. Um, the Twin main Galaxies. reason a lot of this is coming out now is that um, one of the guys who was in charge of actually maintaining and verifying and being there to say this yes. is a record? He got arrested and he was charged. And why, like, um, for I think it was like child pornography or pedophilia, it was or something. one of those, yeah, it was one of those, yeah. yeah. And when he was arrested, the cops had to actually confiscate all the computers, including all like the videotapes and everything he had. And people freaked out because this included all like the actual archive records for this stuff. 
So when the stuff was returned, they found things were missing. Things weren't there. Like, you know, tapes that were supposed to have supposedly been verified were just not there and didn't exist. And found out that um, the other guy was Todd Rogers, um, who lost yes. a bunch of records. Yes. Um, and main reason that, you know, a lot of the claims against them were, you know, not held up or, you know, just kind of dismissed was because, no, we've had people from Twin Galaxies verify these things. There's tapes and everything. Those tapes don't exist. And all of a sudden now you've got a guy doing a simulation of perfect runs in the game showing these records are impossible. Now you can't even do more, it. Yeah. Yeah. Become a lot more compelling because it's like, oh, the video evidence doesn't actually exist. Well, with the Donkey Kong Jr. record, apparently how it went down was when the site was transferred in like 2004, when they updated the site and they and they had to shift everything over. Um, uh, this guy and whoever was doing the the website update basically, seemingly, it seems uh, allegedly, kind of came together and were like, "All right, so um, magically, all the records that were actually better than this guy's, like way way higher scores than this guy had, just disappeared. Oh, they just didn't make it. When in the in the great transfer of of two thousand and four, they just they just didn't make it. But but yet every single record that was below his just so happened to make it on the list. Not one other one was lost except for those that were above his scores. And so uh, uh, he's been booking all these, you know, in-person appearances and shit for fucking ever, decades, yeah. on the back the, of being the, the thing god. thing that surprised me the and most about all of this <laughs> was, like, the friggin' documentaries and, like, the yes! cult he's around making some these money, people. Man. He's like, oh, these guys are like, you see these people, like, walking around in, like, really khaki suits and, like, American He's kind of got the messianic look going got, like, to him, too. Yeah, like, he's got, yeah. like, the long hair, the brown, brown yeah. long hair he and beard. Like he's, fucking, uh, he's got some, like, some Pac-Man Jesus going on there. He looks like there. that country music singer, fucking, uh, uh, old school guy, Kenny Rogers. No, it can't be. No, not Kenny Rogers. No. Yeah. Kenny's never had hair like that. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, well, Kenny's Kenny? had Kenny's had some serious hair, but he's not had like the long Jesus hair. Oh, man, I don't know. But gotta, but gotta, he's but do. but you look at him, you're like, this guy's been getting it in for the longest period, and it's bullshit. And the thing about his Pac Man record that's being that's under scrutiny now is that apparently. Uh, the pretty much the day or in and around the day in which Twin Galaxies changed the rules for Pac-Man. Oh, Bee Gees. Was, oh, Bee Gees. Oh, you mean you mean the, the leader Bee of Bee Gees? The leader of Bee Gees. Yeah, that fuck, guy. Um, um, the guy who got all the good-looking jeans and his brothers got fucked. Yeah, yeah that guy. Barry. Barry. Barry yeah, I think, yeah, yeah. He yeah. kind of looks like him. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I wouldn't mind looking like Barry. Well, Did you mean, see that dude fucking into his fucking four hundred yeah, years I mean, old? Yeah. Looking good, but, uh, but yeah, no. So he, so what happened was he just called up and be like, Hey, I'm at this arcade and I just so happened to get the score today. And they're like, okay, cool. And they just fucking like slapped her in there. And what happened was they changed the rules. The original rules were you could only have in Pac-Man unless it was like a a special set of rules for tournament or or something. You started with three lives and you got a bonus life at 10,000 points. And that was the, that was the the rules forever and what determined the records pretty much in almost the same window of time in which they changed that he went ahead and played with the new set of rules five lives instead of three 
And and the reason why apparently Twin Galaxies change it is because there are apparently a couple of hidden pellets that only appear after you've died. So in order to get a perfect score, you needed to have more than three lives. But since... But, but he just got there at the arcade and then phoned that shit in. Ain't nobody seen it. He just phoned it in and be like, hey guys, I got a perfect fucking score. And there's a number for it. I can't remember. It's like, I don't know if it's like 3,360,000, 360 or some weird. Anyway, he got that's that score. And lots of people have done it, but he's credited for being the first guy for doing it. And after, <laughs> yeah. and after you see the Donkey Kong shit that came through and everything, I'm like, oh, this guy is just... Yeah. scamming up a storm for like yeah. 20, 30 years. Yeah. Actually, more than that, because one of his records was like from He's fucking 83 or some shit. He's, He's living, living a lie. Oh my God. And he owned it. Let's go. Oh yeah. Oh, I don't know if he owned it. He's still, he's still like, he's still contesting, I think, most of this shit, if I'm not mistaken. He's still like, no, I'm still Pac-Man Jesus. Like, whatever he's doing. But, uh, yeah, crazy. I just thought it was weird, because in this one week, all of a sudden, all these video games are just getting well, all these, wrecked. All these records were verified by the same guy. So, oh, like, uh, so when he saw, so, okay, so that's why they all started showing up because he yeah. uh, he touched some children, and now we have all the tapes. The, or we have proof that the tapes don't exist. Yes, so like, yeah. And the problem is, and, and credit to Twin Galaxy, despite being corrupt as hell, um, they had trails for like stuff like you know, like oh, verified by Ron Corcoran, Ron verified by Ron, verified by Ron, and you have to like explain how. Yeah. And now everyone's realizing, oh, this guy is full of shit. <laughs> and he was like friends with these people. So he's exactly. Like, oh, there's no, the there's records. no, it's, there's no impartiality. It's just, oh, yeah. fuck it. I like him. Just give it the to him. The problem was the site was recognized by friggin' Guinness. So, yes, like, exactly. Yeah, that, so now, that's like, oh, shit. <laughs> now Guinness has, rev- has got to revoke all that stuff, too. So, yeah, crazy, crazy yeah. stuff in the world of records you probably didn't care about. Um,. Uh, Actually, I'd like we want to add something because sure. Jeff might be interested for the retro yeah, stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, a company called um, Authentic, I believe it's called, or something. Um, they just came out with um, a new Super Nintendo, hardware based, plays original cartridges, not emulated, nothing like that. They actually have hardware oh, that is simulates it, is it the other one hardware. of those those gate. What are they called? The um, FPGAs. FPGAs. Yeah, okay. they, they um and it's been getting rave reviews and it came in at about $190, but the big thing is it connects directly to regular TVs and stuff and handles Is all it the made by that stuff. one dude that's been doing all these FPGAs? Yes. Okay. Yes. I told you about this not long ago, Jeff, when I was over your place. Yeah. So yeah. the um the, um, the the Super Nintendo version of it just came out, the Super yeah. NT. Yeah. And uh, it plays all the original cartridges exactly like they, they were did smart so. this time. They didn't do it like the uh, the 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 NES version where they made the body a unibody aluminum with oh, no, all analog output, so it costs like four billion fucking dollars. They were like, all right, maybe we should back up on that and just provide HDMI out and yeah. make the body plastic. And they yeah. even tried to talk up the body too. They were like, "Oh, the body is like some space age plastic. It's fucking incredible." Everyone was like, "Shut up! Yeah, just, give the, just give plastic. me the just give me it." If it works, they, uh, they actually uh, they spawned, <laughs> they they partnered up with another company to do the controllers. So they have like the retro Super NES controllers, but they have it with like a Bluetooth receiver, and you can use that like with regular anything Bluetooth, yeah. like phones, computers, and stuff. Everything. And they look they look and feel like actual regular. It's SNES pretty. It's it's pretty crazy. The dude and the dude was like, uh, um, you know, people were asking him, you know, what's next? Are you going to do like what what console are you going to? Gonna fucking do next. They're talking Genesis, I think. Well, yeah, because their goal is apparently to focus on consoles where the companies that originally made them aren't focused on 
on um, preserving their back catalog of, of, of games and hardware. So, oh, uh, the, um, the companies love it. Like Nintendo yeah. was actually, like, Nintendo is not going to, didn't do a cease and desist or anything because this thing runs on like original carts. Yeah, <laughs> like, exactly. So they're like, all right, well, I mean, they all, I mean, the problem with the NES one, and I don't know if the SNES one has it. I, I, I'm not entirely sure if it does, but it had like a, um, a cartridge you could put in, uh, like not a cartridge, a, um, it does have an SD card slot an SD for card slot. firmware updates, but you'd have to know how to actually, like the problem is. This is like FPGA hardware that's custom built yeah. to emulate the SNES. There isn't like an OS on it. Yeah. So someone would have to figure out how to rewrite the FPGA. It's already to, on YouTube. Yeah. As to how to do it. And it's not <laughs> oh, all that difficult. It's already out? It's not all that <laughs> difficult to do. Yeah. The company said, we're not going to stop you, but at the same time. This but yeah, but again, it'd be like, it'd be like look, you know, if somebody's going out of the way to hardware yeah. emulate your consoles, you'd be like, right, you know what? Fucking thumbs up, bro. Yeah. Go get them. Go get him, the guy Tiger. spent like 5,000 hours writing FPGA to do exactly. Apparently, this dude is a savant. SNES. Yeah. Like, a, like an actual savant. No, he had he's an been, engineer. He had an engineer do it with him. He's been doing this or researching it and doing it for, for fucking since the 90s. And uh, he still has his website up and it's still oh, the like. The called it's, Analog. It's still, yeah, it's Analog. It's, and if you go to his website specifically, the guy who did this, it's still running like it's Netscape Navigator. You should definitely fucking go and see if you can find it. Mm-hmm. It's hilarious. It looks like some shit. Remember like Space Jam's website from back in the day? It's kind of like that. Oh, like yeah, it's cool. It's old school as hell. It's hilarious. And it's still up. It's like, why, why is this website still in existence? I don't know, but it, it, it pleases me uh, that, it's, uh, that it's still there. I might actually pick one up. It looks interesting. Uh, no, not like not a Retron a, at all, Mark. So Retron cool is not FPGA. Uh, I feel like Jeff would all. just enjoy this because he's got a huge catalog of SNES cartridges. Well, the beauty—that's the beauty of—and you don't have to fuck with the analog cables. You just plug this shit anything. in HDMI, and you're off to the races, right? Like that's yeah. the that's the the magic of it, and it's uh, and it's basically one to one perfect. So there's no—it's not like other. Systems where, like the Retron, where there's some games that don't quite work, They'll flicker or whatever. You get weird like music, it just you know, music it just, glitches out. It even works if you if you have the proper TV for it. Theoretically, you'd need a curved tube TV. You could use light guns with this thing. Yeah. Like it all it all still works with that stuff too. They pretty much said also if people like put a cartridge in and they find a bug, let them know. They will find the cartridge and then they will put issue a bug fix. Yeah, and just firmware updated or whatever. His interest is in perfectly emulating the SNES. That's his goal. It's it's really really super interesting uh, for those who are a bit more tech minded. You can go and he's pretty he's pretty public about how he does most of the stuff and and you can see uh, him talk about it and and whatnot. It's pretty crazy for sure. Uh, really very interesting. There's a whole community dedicated to the preservation of older video games because companies just don't have the want or the funds to go ahead and do it themselves. And so there are guys that handedly preserves the entire SNES catalog. Yeah. And they're reverse engineering this shit. That's kind of crazy. And there, there, there's some YouTube videos of, of all the hardware and stuff that the guys are doing to strip code out of these boxes, uh, and to be able to, uh, to put it together with modern hardware. It's super interesting, super crazy. Uh, and, uh, thumbs up for that stuff for sure. But yeah, uh, Billy Mitchell, get fucked. Although I don't know how getting, I don't know how fucked you're getting unless you get fined for, uh, for falsifying your shit. Ain't nothing gonna, ain't nothing gonna happen because you can't prove anything. Um, but yeah, uh, so Subnautica finally released not long ago, uh, and it is by all accounts a very good video game. Uh, apparently it works in VR too. Yes, it does. Uh, Apparently, though, 
they uh, had to fire their sound, one of their sound engineers, uh, for some, let's say, salacious tweets. Mmm, salacious. That's a word you don't get to hear enough. Salacious. Uh, well, I don't even. That's, uh, it's not, that's probably against Twitch guidelines. Now. Oh, I'm using five dollar words. No, uh, well, it's not just salacious. It just tweets. I, I'm gonna. When I read them, I was like, all right, there's some shit in here that's maybe a little insensitive, maybe a little uh, against the grain. But I'm not entirely sure that all of this is is to get kicked up so much. But they fired them for it. And then whether it was because they fired them or because of the fact that somebody was employed at the company with these thoughts to begin with, uh, the reviews for Subnautica, as it tends to go in the world today of the internet, got bombed to fuck. <laughs> you know, really? Taking, yeah. Yeah, you can see the Steam chart and everything. I think I, I linked. Uh, uh, I didn't link that. the one with the Steam chart on it, but I'll read, I'll read to you. Steam. I'll read to you some of this stuff. It's a girl who said it, um, coincidentally. It's not nice just... Are you sure it's a girl? I thought it was a guy. Uh, no, that, well, no, unless it's some, a guy with a girl it's photo. it's a guy with a girl with some it might serious be lips. A guy with a girl <laughs> photo, I think, because the, the guy's name is Simon. Oh, okay. Well, well then maybe. I just, got, I just got catfished. Yeah, I just got catfished. Get wrecked. But regardless, I'll read some of their tweets. I'll say their, for the purposes of, of whatever. Uh, let me see here. Uh, I wouldn't say review bomb. There's like 3,000 positive to like 800 negative. Uh, well, it just happened on the day of. Like, there, if you look yeah. at the graph, it's just like one. It just uh, went completely in the, in the opposite. 327 to 410. Um, in one such tweet posted in response to an article shared by Infowar, uh, Infowars editor and conspiracy theorist Paul Joseph Watson. We're already in some interesting territory if we're talking about Infowars. Uh, Islamic... No go zones uh, was what he was talking about. I guess uh, this person tweeted: "People aren't blank slates that can be reprogrammed simply by being in a new country. Importing random people from the third world is also importing third world tier crime rates and IQ. Now you're dealing with third world levels of dysfunction. Can uh, dysfunction condolences from Poland, but we tried to warn you. So if this person's from Poland, so Poland has a incredibly strict." Um, immigration law insofar as that I'm not entirely sure many people are, could even if they wanted to immigrate to Poland uh, and and even if you do the Polish people are not particularly uh, I'm going to say lenient with newcomers if if you aren't conforming almost instantaneously to uh, to the Polish uh, the Polish kind of societal norms and ways so to speak. And Poland's been pretty outspoken about how other countries could probably learn from this when uh, in regards to, you know, other nations taking in uh, immigrants from some of these war and torn places. And then all of a sudden, oops, we have some uh, some terrorism that isn't homegrown, etc., uh, etc. Et so when I read that, I was like, you know, could that have been worded better? Probably. Uh, is it the craziest idea I've ever heard? Not really. It's not really all that uh, all that out there. Another another tweet was, uh, but street poo shit. <laughs> uh, and oh, this this one panic probably read. I imagine, but street poo and rigid caste system in India didn't come from the West. Whoa, 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 whoa! No, I'm their space cut you off program right did though. That's the whole I ain't tweet. Indian. I know you're not Indian. I know. I know. But I know. you're the closest of the three sitting at this podcast right now. Spe I will slap speaking. you in your Canadian intolerance. I know you are not. You're 
Bangladesh, I don't understand. Wow, you actually remembered. But you're not, you, but you're the closest we got. That would be like me deferring to Jeff for Black Matters. Technically, he's born in Canada and he's half black, but he's the closest we've got and you're the closest we've got to India. So, uh, you know, um, that's... <laughs> so basically, it's that? A, that and then there was one more here, I think. Oh, this one. Uh, sharing a screenshot of a survey asking readers which gender they most identified with, including transgender male and transgender female, Chelinsky tweeted, Helicopter, the attack kind. And apparently... I don't um, know what that means. Meaning, mean? meaning that, they, you know, it's like the old internet meme, I identify as an Apache helicopter or an attack helicopter. I don't helicopter find that offensive. I find because, that an off-color meme. Because, because of, of the gender pronoun thing where there's so yeah. many now that people started just picking arbitrary objects and being like, you know, or there's people that identify as a wolf as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. like wolfkin well, and everything. You, see, you saw the, um, the, uh, the write-up that... Uh, uh, Blizzard head with uh, with Scarlet. Excuse being me. The first being being the first female to win. Uh yeah, oh, yeah. Scarlet. By the way, shout outs. Quick shout outs to Scarlet for fucking dominating the tits. Oh, that was that utter destruction. That was epic destruction. So yeah, shout outs and congrats to Scarlet for that. That was fantastic. So there, 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 there's a lot of there's a sorry to change the subject, but no, there's no, no, a no, lot it's of, on, it's on a topic. Lot of, uh, yeah. Well, since we're talking about you know transgender or. You know, identifying yeah. as something. Um, there is there is some backlash because um, they Blizzard came out and basically praised Scarlet for being the first female um, winner. I don't know exactly. I'd have to go and look at the uh, um, the write up, but essentially, kind of. So what were people upset about? Like, oh, but Scarlet was a man that. Yeah. That so basically, giving it, it's like. Um, I was reading a bunch on on uh, on the forums and stuff, right? right? Obviously, probably not the greatest place to read stuff. But I was <laughs> I was I was gen- like I was interested in how the community. Would I was react. interested in how people would react about it because I kind of so have my I, own. Really, I have my own views on on those sort of things. Right, of course. Um, and I've met Scarlett, and uh, you know, she's great. I, I've had many conversations uh, with Scar- Scarlett. I shouldn't say many, but a few over the years. Um, but you know, hearing people go well. You know, sure, she identifies as as a woman. You know, she's, mm-hmm, she, um, but do you think it's unfair that if a female were to win, like you know, I hate to say an actual female because that's kind of ignorant. Born, we'll, call, we'll, that, call it, we'll call it. Born, born female, you know, which born is even female. even that is is a, a harsh thing to say these days. But we'll say it anyway. But we'll so say born it anyway. female. Yeah. Yes. Um, is it is it is it fair to take away an achievement that a born female, if they were to win, mm. no longer being able to be recognized as the first actual female to you know to 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 win um, and and to be um, you know celebrated as the first? It's kind of like you know. Um, for example, if if there's a, a woman, a, a, a woman like a born woman that identifies as a man, we'll say biological then, because if you say born, okay. they could say mentally I was born, whatever. So bio- for fuck's sake, bi- you know what we mean? Biological, Jesus. biological. Sure. Yeah, one that was born with a vagina. Yeah, okay, it's a yeah. woman. Yeah, um, you know, okay, so is is it's kind of the you play it the other way. Yeah. So what happens if there is a woman that identifies as a man? Yeah. 
and wants to be known or wants to be, you know, associated as a man, like want to call him a, a, a guy, which I have no problem respecting people's wishes. Um, is it is it fair that if they were to um, win something and take away from what a guy would accomplish? It's like it's like if a, 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 a woman identifies or a biological woman identifies as a man and then wants to compete with guys. Right. So why are you not letting me play? Um, in the NHL, why can't I fight uh, other uh, men in the UFC? Mm-hmm. And and then to have the for or for example, there was even uh, a thing uh, in MMA where there was a woman um, that was or a man that was yeah. trying trying yeah transgender was trying to fight um, females. Uh, like you know, born and they had that in powerlifting too in the Olympics or something same, at some point. Yes, same yeah. same thing. You know, is it fair? You know, where where do you where do you cross the line where you're giving um, accolades and accomplishments uh, based on? Uh, it's fine that somebody can win a, a tournament and things like that, but to actually go out and uh, announce it like the first of this and kind of pegging it down, almost almost um, you know, taking away that luxury from born. Um. Gender, uh, and, and I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. Yeah, of I course, have, yeah, yeah. I have yeah. I, listen. Well, it's a legitimate I don't line. See a people, Reddit post on no, Jeff people, is a, no, 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 you know. no. People, but people, people are trying to, and it's a fair, it's a fair call because what we're seeing now is that there are so many different ways in which people want to be identified. Right now, it's harder to draw uh, a line. You know, it's easy to draw a line when there's only two people, but the line yeah. starts to do loop de loops when there's like 57 of them. Uh, and yeah. now you got to try and figure out where the where the line is drawn. And this is specifically more difficult when you're talking about. Uh, something like an eSport, whereby the physicality part of it is not necessarily in the equation versus I powerlifting. Think, I think mm-hmm. that matters, especially in this case. Like for, for StarCraft, it really doesn't matter on the gender. And the fact is, Scarlet has for, for quite a long time now identified as female for all intents and purposes. You know, she's female. It's fine. Whatever. You know. And it doesn't matter. She She is the first female to win a StarCraft, major StarCraft tournament and get the accolade. You know. The wouldn't, it, wouldn't, it, wouldn't it be wouldn't have been better and I'm throwing this out there um if she would have been named the first transgender um, she doesn't identify that way though okay well or or I completely get what you're saying. And that's why, and that's why it's complicated. That's why I think about it. See, that's why she doesn't identify that way. See, and that's why it's complicated. And that's why these the discussion yeah. that we had last week and stuff, uh, or, or part of the discussion, we had such a broad ranging discussion last week. But it, why it's it's actually quite difficult because um, uh, people people want to be yeah people want to be identified a certain way. But then applying that to a broader sense when when applying that label to certain tasks or things that happen uh, uh-huh. or, 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 or things that, that, that unfold like sports and stuff, it becomes much more difficult to do because you're fighting between... What about um, the black woman? What about the white woman that was pretending to oh, be black right, that, that, and identified yeah, that. as a black woman? The, the, so, the biggest you cultural know, appropriation case in the history of yeah, the world? Yeah, so you know, she identifies as being black, but she got absolutely no respect from the black community, right? It's like, dude, yeah. you're a fucking fraud, and, yeah. and you're, 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 you're basically you're taking all these achievements, essentially— um and and you're you're not yeah, a black is, like, woman. Objectly you're, lying. Yeah, you're not a, you're not a black woman. 
right? It's like, yeah, you're, 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 well, here's the you're thing. not a female. Like you identify as a, um, as a, as a, as a black, I, that's as a black woman. And okay. Well, I mean, yeah, yeah. from, from, from the person you're talking about specifically, the, uh, the one who was pretending to be a black woman, she identified actually, as a black woman. She identified two different fine, things because, fine. because, but she you're, lied you're, about now, many you're of the, the line. She lied about other things around that not saying not necessarily being black but she lied about the circumstances of her life and variety of other things around that that Did, just lent credence to her like just like trying to be more cultural appropriation as opposed to identifying as well yeah i mean, I, I mean yeah. you know there's there's a lot it's of people really that make up, there's a lot of people this. that make up I mean, a lot of lies yeah. oh, like, uh, to, really to, to cover up this. you know Let, who they really fair. are in to, her case in her case i think it's fair to say that her goal was to identify as a black person. Yes. Regardless yes. of the means in which she got there and the validity of those means, like you were saying, Panic, where she was just falsely falsifying a bunch of shit from her, her upbringing or where she lived or whatever. That doesn't matter. The end goal there is that she wanted to identify as part of the black community. And that's, you know, in, in some weird way, okay? In my opinion, in some weird way, if she came out at some point and said, ha, gotcha, bitch, yeah. it wouldn't shock me because it would almost be a parody of, of, the, of the gender pronoun and identity crisis that we're having right now in, in, in not just sexual groups, but or racial groups or the, the list of, of identities just goes on and on and on. So there, and there are many fronts in which this is being fought. It's not just the yeah. transgender community, for example. So, um, and, and, and so, yeah, so I think that the end goal for her was definitely to identify as regardless of what her goals were to get there and, and whether or not she was trolling everyone or to try and bring light to it, or if she was honestly just a little sick in the head one way or another, I don't know. But when it comes to Scarlett's thing, um, person, personally, I don't really give a fuck. Oh, I don't either. Uh, I don't either. And I don't say I'm not saying you do or panic does. I don't. I yeah. don't many. I don't many well-adjusted people give a fuck uh, yeah. because we're talking about um, you know the hard facts. Whether somebody wants the rule to be applied equally or not, guess what? You can't broad stroke literally anything in life. It's impossible to do that shit. That's why there are weight classes amongst men in fighting. We don't just do like old school UFC where you throw, throw Royce Gracie up against a 500 pound fucking man and, and let that shit continue because that's stupid. We have to be a little bit more specific with our rulings. With that being said, when it comes to uh, Scarlett being labeled the first woman ever to, to win, uh... In a sport or in a, in a situation where physicality, which is the biggest, the the single largest likely uh, separating... And it was like an Olympic thing, too, so, right? Yeah, it was like a really big deal. It was an exhibition. It was, an exhibition, exhibition thing. It's still a big deal. But a yeah. the largest separating factor between the men and women aren't our IQ or our ability to strategize uh, or or necessarily our our manual dexterity, all of which would be the forefront of what makes a good StarCraft II player. Mm. Those factors don't really don't, don't really differ so drastically between men and women that I think the labeling makes a fucking difference. But when you get into things like uh, a man uh, yeah, uh, going tra you know, transgender yeah. woman who goes and you can look at them and no matter how much estrogen they take 
they're three feet at the shoulders or more, and they can lift 900 fucking pounds off the ground when for for 99.999% of all other actually whatever definition of female you want to give them can't mechanically, by the laws of fucking physics, pull that shit off. That's when you that's when you run into into more of a uh, of an issue. Um, now again, and then again, the, the the difficulty there is that doesn't that Scarlett doesn't want to be identified as transgender, very comfortable in her skin as being a woman, which is probably fucking great because pro- the worst thing in the world is to be middling about Labels. anything, yeah. stuck like, in the middle yeah. somewhere, just yeah. one side or the other, just choose a side, and it's great, and I'm I'm super happy for her that she's firmly planted on one side now and doing extraordinarily well, uh, outside of it. I think, I think the bigger thing the bigger issue that I take with this is that it's always got to be the story about this, especially in Starcraft. The story about this shouldn't be, Oh, it was a woman that pulled it off and ah, da, 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 da. a fucking goddamn Westerner beat a Korean on the biggest stage in Starcraft and not just barely fucking dumpstered his ass. So that is the story there. It's a Westerner finally came up from yeah, the ranks. Yeah, of course, but that wasn't the, that wasn't the the headline though, right? Yeah, but that's what we I'm saying all, is that is my know. issue, my my yeah. issue with it is that that's yeah. what I mean is that the story being told here is it's more about the fact that Scarlet was a woman and less yeah. about the fact that the biggest story here is that Koreans didn't just fucking outright win at StarCraft 2. And yeah. this happens with women in a lot of in a lot of areas where if it's a a a sport or or uh, any kind of of field in science or business it the, the the narrative always becomes the focus is that they're a woman and not the not the accomplishments of yeah. what that woman did and that's the that's where I I find issue with this topic is not necessarily oh what do we fucking call Scarlet it's it's we already know what to call Scarlet Scarlet says call me a woman great done fucking whatever whoop de doo and now a woman's yeah. won great let's let's not make it about the fact yeah, that I don't a think woman I, won yeah, yeah so much as that I, I, they won I in the first agree. place I. F- Hundred and fifty percent, and and I and I want to I don't want to come off like I'm a hater. <laughs> oh no, I'm not, not. I'm not saying that you're I saying respect, any of those things. I'm just I saying that's my what, problem hey, with the situation. People should live the way they want to live, and people should respect that. And if they got a problem with, it, they can go eat a dick straight up. Um, and and that's just the honest truth. But I was, you know, I was just interested to see what people and there were people that were just. I don't think, uh, and I could be wrong because I don't look too much into it. I think it's. I, I think Scarlet is beloved in 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 st- the StarCraft uh, community. Um, she's she's always been a great person to root for. Um, she's a lot of fun to watch, and that I don't think that was ever the issue. I don't even think uh, even even uh, you know commentators or myself or anybody um, uh, calling Scarlet a female was was ever really an issue. Um, people actually, I think the StarCraft community has been very. Very supportive about, of Scarlet. Though, yeah. Very supportive, and yeah. it's been a pleasant surprise. In the, in the majority, in, in yeah. such a in such a toxic uh, environment that usually yeah. is very toxic, they've been very very supportive. And and she may say something different because I'm sure she gets you know obviously a lot more feedback than what I can say. So I'm just saying it from what I see. But the 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 um, I think the the issue that some people were saying was it was taking away from from a potential for a, for a an actual female, which I know is, yeah. I'm just rephrasing yeah, what, they what they say, they said. Yeah, yeah. what they say. I'm not fucking saying yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah, of course. but that's what they were going on about is, is they're, 
they're stealing that moment from from a, a, a female, a born female, um, and and just kind of slapping it on 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 Scarlet because uh, it creates good headlines because it it's it creates yeah, good course. things it's... and it wasn't you know and and I can see where they're coming from but at the end of the day I'm with you who gives a shit you know <laughs> <laughs> like, you know just... who. Who really cares? She she kicked ass. She took names. She, yeah. she got the ma- she got the prize money. She beat up the Koreans. You know she's a goddess among among a, a male dominated esport. You know deal with it and uh, you know good luck have fun. That's also the way Canadian. I'm going to toss that label also out there. Canadian. Canadian. Also Canadian. Also <laughs> Canadian. Taking home the poutine victory yeah. uh, for all of us. Um, I only brought that up because we because that transgender. No, of course, yeah, no, no, absolutely. That that, that all a, that all kind of spins off. But yeah, so the Subnautica girl got got fired for that. I don't necessarily know. Uh, I mean, I, from the point of a company doing it, I understand because they're trying not to have the employees' views be, you know, held as the company's views at the same time, and that's why. Most times companies will require employees to say on their Twitter profile, my views are my own. They are not representative of insert company name here. Um, And then that usually gives for most people enough separation where that's, you know, whatever until they do something real fucking crazy. But uh, yeah, so I I don't know if that was necessarily necessary, but uh, it happened. Uh, We also don't know uh, what happened behind the scenes, right? They may have... They may have called him in and been like, yo, dude, you can't fucking post this stuff. And, and just been like, kept fuck going. you, man. What are you talking about? Like, I didn't, you know, don't tell me what I can't yeah, do. Yeah. Or this is ridiculous. And they're like, okay, well, you're yeah, fine. I mean, <laughs> he actually uh, he came out and said straight up, he's like, I would, I would have offense if you hire transgender or Muslim people in the company. Okay, well, that, that, yeah. Mm, okay, well, that's a problem. Okay, well, that's, yeah, that's, that's a totally different issue entirely than the yeah. tweets. But yeah. that's okay, stupid. Well, yeah, then you're, then yeah, you're now, an idiot. Now you fucked up. Uh, is, this, is this person Polish, in fact? Polish, do we I know? I believe so. Okay, so. so I've I've dealt I've dealt and worked in business with with a handful of people from Poland who are still living there, and if there's as as nice as any of them have been, um, they have all been blunt as fuck. Can you? There, I don't know if there's any more people straighter to the point on the planet uh, than uh, than, uh, than the, the Polish people, uh, and opinionated beyond words. Uh, and very much, uh, um, the ones that I've worked this again, just all the way, but this is, this seems to be apparently not uncommon, uh, difficult to sway those opinions, um, in, in any particular direction. I mean, direction. if you're going to say shit like, you know, don't hire Muslims or transgenders, yeah, now you ask for it. You're just a fucking asshole. Yeah. And, and now you and fucked up. You you don't even. Why would somebody want to have you on the team or or have, have yeah. be represented? You're just a fucking cunt. Yeah. And go fuck off somewhere. Pretty much. That's it. You Ex- know. You're exactly. fired. I'm firing you. <laughs> you are the weakest link. Goodbye. Remember when she was uh, on and that show was great for like one season and then everyone stopped caring. Yeah. I'd watch that show <laughs> if it came back. Only if she was involved though. I'd watch American Idol if she was a judge. Oh. That's really it. That would be savage. That would be I like savage. it. I like it. I might watch Survivor if she if she just if she got to kept the line. You are the weakest link and just applied to mm-hmm. Survivor. I might watch Survivor again. <laughs> probably not. though. <laughs> probably not. No, you're right. No. What if we brought back Richard? and He ran around naked. Would you watch it then? I'd, I'd watch. I'd watch a couple episodes. <laughs> uh, okay, Shadow of the Colossus uh, remake came out. Mm. And uh, Jeff and I, yes, to answer the questions that I've been getting every stream for God knows how long since this was announced. Yes. 
Yes. The answer is yes. I might not even have to add, tell you what the question was. It's just yes. We're going to be doing uh, a World Vision thing mm. on Saturday. Yes. Uh, we're going to do one one more World Vision event. And then we'll say next week, Adam and I will get together. Yep. And and we will do uh, We'll pick a day. We'll Shadow get together Colossus. and we'll, we'll crush Shadow of the Colossus. And uh, it will be glorious, I'm sure. Um, so the topic of Shadow Colossus as it pertains to the podcast specifically, the thing I wanted to bring up and just what your guys' thoughts might be is that, uh, the remake is getting, uh, um, higher and, and in some cases significantly higher reviews than the original game received when it, uh, when it came out back in the day. Uh, now I guess the immediate thing that, that some people might say would be, well, you know, remakes and stuff will often have uh, quality of life improvements and, and, you know, some of the shit that the old game had, they'll get rid of it and update it so that it's not so clunky, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, that's not the case with Shadow of the Colossus. The only thing that's really changed Shadow of the Colossus is its visual style. Um, to bring it up to, to current standards. Pretty much everything else, the clunky-ass fucking controls... Uh, and, and, and everything in between has pretty much stayed, uh, the same because that was the goal of the company that was remaking this game was to ensure that it was as untouched as humanly possible to represent the game itself because that's, people love the game and they don't, they're, they were betting on the fact that people wouldn't necessarily want to see changes made, even if it was something like the controls being less silly. So my question to you guys is where this uh, remake is getting higher scores than the original, despite that it's come out so many years after the original. I think it's been, what, 10? 10 years or so? It's been a while. It's been a while. while. When this first came out, this was a pretty groundbreaking game. It was visually stunning. It was different than pretty much everything else that had ever been done before it. Uh, It was well-packaged, and uh, it received... It received great reviews and critical claim, acclaim, but it wasn't necessarily uh, a broadly reaching game. It wasn't something that that a lot of the gamers would pick up. It did well, but it isn't. It wasn't like you know, it's not like it was Skyrim or some shit where there were 15 million people buying Shadow of the Colossus, and it, and it only gained some traction over time when people slowly, like Eco, started hearing about how good Shadow of the Colossus was. So now we are in the year 2018, and a lot in gaming has happened. In the time that, uh, uh, between this release and the original, and yet the scores have gone up when only the visual element has really been the defining, uh, difference. That, and I think the, the, uh, the music has been re-recorded. So just literally the audio visual is, is the only thing that's been really touched. What do you guys think about that? Do you think that this is a, a case of rose-tinted glasses or does it just say something about where games currently are that a game from that long ago suddenly just gets better <laughs> over time uh, because of what uh, what people are playing in general right now? Or what, what do you think uh, would cause this kind of phenomena? Because not all remakes get this treatment. A lot of remakes don't hit higher scores than the originals. Well, Shadow of the Colossus, when it came out, it did well, but it was kind of like it, it didn't like it wasn't like ginormous. Like it was more I saw it saw it as an art house game more back in the day. But as time has gone on, 
it's held up and people have constantly talked about how amazing the game is and there's more gamers out there now. So I can entirely see, even though this is a remake, there's probably tons of new people who have come in and actually have been playing it and they probably really enjoy it. It's one of those older style games that, you know, has held up over time. You guys have talked about it almost regularly for the past year, you know, since we started doing the podcast as like one of your best, you know, greatest of all time games. Um, so I can entirely see a lot of people coming in now, especially with the remake, which I hear is really good quality, coming in and saying, this is great. They got the old stuff right. They made it look better. And you've got tons of new people coming in. You know, this is a great game. I'm, I'm not all that. I'm not that surprised. But what about from the critical standpoint? I get what you mean when it comes to like new people entering after hearing all the buzz for a decade from other people like Jeff and I pumping the tires of, of Shadow of the Colossus, but from a, a critic's perspective, some of which these people were still reviewing games back when this game originally came out, what, what do you think would, would for, what, do I you think, think the same thing applies to the They've been to the seeing critics? shit games for years. That's, that's, so, what I was, that's what I was saying. Is, like, is it, is it yeah. more of a case of the games that are coming out are just kind of not, not think, hidden? I think it's a combination of that, plus Shadow of the Colossus was a good game. The remake did its service well to it, and it just improved upon it. <laughs> It, it yeah, technically should I, I be a better version of the original. I don't I, listen. If you if you're if you're a reviewer, and you're you're and you're a legitimate reviewer, and you're going to give the game a higher rating because the games you've been recently been playing have been shit, you lose all credibility. You're just a horrible critic. All right, you're supposed to take each individual game in its genre. And give it its own score. Now, obviously, you can compare experiences with other games. Yeah, you're going to bring you're going to bring bias to whatever you review. It's impossible course, not to. Yeah, of of course. But you come on, you you shouldn't be giving it a higher score because something. It's like it's like going to see. Oh, um, so if you have you, two games in the same genre, say you have two open world games like The Witcher and some other game that's very similar to The Witcher, Skyrim. right? Skyrim, right? Two very open world games. You're not going to have, you're saying you shouldn't have some basis of comparison between the two? You should, but you shouldn't be giving it a higher review because it's better than this game. Or well, it's better than what I've been previously playing, so I'm just going to give it a, a a high score. Oh, no, because... that, that, that can't agree with. But, like, if you're looking at it and you have two games in the same genre, and, they, and again, you're doing it all, uh, that's the whole point of having, like, some specific scale of, like, one to ten so that you can, like, place it somewhere. Of course. But, you know, you're going to have some tint of saying, yeah, you know, in the past five years, we've had a lot of shitty games in this genre, but this one's gotten it right. So I'm going to bump it up in that respect. I don't I don't think that's wrong. But, yeah, you know, if you say Witcher was really good, this game is not as good as The Witcher. You know what? I'm going to give it a ding for that specifically as opposed to, yeah, you know what? I'll just rate it a little bit lower because, you know, it's just not as good a game. That's a different story. Yeah, I feel like I feel like it's very subjective. It, it, well, of course. I mean, yeah. any, reviewing anything is subjective. I mean, that's just the nature of the beast. But I think if you're if you're if you're doing it because of previous games, now you can do it for previous uh, installments in that franchise, right? It's like it's it's like watching a Star Wars uh, franchise, and you can kind of look back at the other franchise and go okay did this improve on the gameplay did this improve the story when i when i look back at at the old part of the story is this now making more sense does this make does this enrich the the uh, the experience or or what the developers here were trying to convey 
I think what happened here with with Shadow of Colossus is unlike a lot of remakes, they didn't fuck this up. It was just they took an already awesome game that people loved and they improved on it. They made it better, which means it gets a better score than what it was before. It's just a better experience in a game that was already rated highly. Now it's just a next notch up. It's like it's like um uh you know, uh, let's say Die Hard, right? Or say Scarface, all right? Uh, something we never got a remake of. And they've talked about it. Scarface comes out. Scarface is amazing. You know, Tony Montana. I mean, it's great. It's three-hour awesome. I mean, who doesn't like Scarface? And they go, you know, we're going to remake Scarface. And then people are going, oh, no. Don't do that, please. Don't. Don't. Don't do that. Because that's, <laughs> you just don't go down there. That's probably the reason why they haven't done it yet. And then Scarface comes out, and it's basically Scarface, but in today's special effects, with today's technical uh, technological advancements. And they really just improved on something that we didn't really want to change. It's still shot the same way. It's still done the same way, except that uh, it, it's just better. I think that's what happened with Shadow of Colossus. I think people um, were were I think people were excited to begin with. It was one of those things. It's not like Final Fantasy VII, right? Where Final Fantasy VII, they, they you've got some really diehard people out there, like they're going to ruin this game. They're going to go in there thinking the game's going to be going to be hor- They're going to be looking for shit. They're going to be they're going to be they're going to be looking into like uh, buildings and shit that you, that you, nobody ever really went into in the original. And they're going to say they fuck. There used to be a lamp on that table. Fuck these guys, right? They're going to look for shit. And I'm sure that there were those people with Shadow of Colossus. But by the sounds of it, and I haven't played the game, they didn't fuck up. And when you don't fuck up, and the game is still amazing, and it still captures the awesome that you remember, and you were cautiously optimistic about the game coming out, and you're going, Whoa, man, don't do it to me. Don't do it. And then they and then they deliver? You got to give it a better rating. I think oh, that's yeah. what happened. I think that's what happened. It's very like, easy to fuck up a remake. Oh, it's too easy to fuck up because you've yeah. already got something. Yeah. You, you've already you've already got something that works. There's an so the, the pedestal is already there, and people are already in love with the the original content. So you've got you've you, you got to uh, come out with something special, and not, and something that isn't even too special. You you can't even you can't even like add to it. You can't even be like, man, it'd be really cool if I a lot of if, a, we, if we put in this character or something. A lot of developers, a lot of developers, like it's a double edged sword because a lot of developers would be like, it's really easy in a sense to kind of remake a game because you know a lot of the technic it's more technical work which is easier for a developer to do than artwork and stuff because you know artwork is mainly operating stuff that you already have. Might take a little bit of time, but you don't have to like rewrite stories. You don't have to go through like the full creative process again. It's a lot easier and a lot cheaper to ship one of those games. The downside is you have a whole slew of like other avenues for critical backlash and like fan backlash. You know, if you do it poorly, any any number of reasons they'll come back and bite mm-hmm. you in the ass that mm-hmm. don't exist for if you're making something new. If you're making something, you'll be like, okay, yeah, we kind of screwed that up. We can fix it next time. This one's like. You already had the perfect form. Why would you try to cash in and fuck it up? And then you just yep. piss everyone off. Yeah, so we we're, we're going to find out next week. Yeah, yeah we're going to find out. Jeff and I will be playing it. Uh, I'm, I'm looking so would forward that count to it. as a retro versus or no? Uh, no, no, that'll, that'll just... flat out be put on. Uh, if anywhere, it would just be really, if we release it on YouTube, it would just go straight to the channel. Uh, and that's yeah. and that's if we decide to, re, to, to release it at the end of the day, we're just going to 
stream it, Just play on stream, and uh, and give it a rip and and see and see how it goes. <laughs> Strap yourselves in, uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Black. Hit me up with a little intro music for the movie and TV segment. Movies. Black Panther. We talked about it last week. Did real well. Continues to do real well. Uh, quote unquote DC fans. Uh, to to keep with the review bombing theme that we had from earlier, uh, started nailing it on Rotten Tomatoes, just to just to be like DC's better than Marvel. And in reality, I think DC fans is a euphemism for I like to use tiki torches on the weekends when I have some free time. Thoughts? Yeah, I would not be surprised. <laughs> I have been I've been hearing. Nothing but amazing shit. Yeah, exactly. Black Comic Panther. fans it's... from neither either franchise are always ecstatic when a good hero movie comes out. Doesn't matter which side. I've very rarely seen a Marvel guy be like, "Oh, DC fucking sucks. I'm gonna do some shitty thing." You know, they're happy when DC does good. Same thing with DC. They're like, "Hey, it's awesome that we're getting superhero movies. We get to see stuff we love on the big screen." Yeah, I, I've been. I just been hearing nothing but good things about Black yeah. Panther. I've been it's hearing amazing, just amazing things about it. Yep, and uh, and I'm and I can't wait. Yep. That's, that's it. That's it. I just when I saw that, I saw the the article about Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, oh come on, guys, come on. With ev- with everyone being so quick to pull the friggin' discrimination card, this is where you draw the line, and you're going to call them DC fans are showing up to the party. They could have picked any fucking Marvel movie, and then just Black Panther just so happens to be the fucking movie they chose. Get the Come on now. Get fucked. Just a bunch of friggin' I'm not even gonna yep. call them closeted racists. They're out, they're out on the weekend wearing fruity fucking white hats and they can't see where they're walking. That's what they're doing. Venom yep. trailer doesn't actually show Venom. I'm okay with that. Yeah, you know what? It was a showcase. It was a what I think they did, and I like the teaser. It was an actual it was teaser, a good teaser, right? It was a teaser, and they showed they showed the um, I forget what what do they call the the Venom thing? Uh, the symbiote. Symbiote. Yeah. They um, they showed it, it, it slowly going because when Tom Hardy was going crazy and doing his thing, you could see it. Uh, I don't want to see Venom character until I'm in the friggin' movie theater. That's probably not going to happen. I don't I, think that's going to happen. I know, but, but I, I can hope. I can dream. Okay. Yeah. Can dream. That won't happen. But um, what I think what I think Sony did here is they went. And they said, okay, we've got Tom Hardy. All right, everybody loves Tom. Who doesn't like Tom Hardy? Okay, the guy, <laughs> the guy is basically crushes everything he touches. Even his like he, his small who little are, films. Who are too critical about actors don't like Tom Hardy. That's about the closest thing you can get. He's always wearing uh, a mask. Yeah, well, I think I think Tom Hardy's an amazing actor. He's got a great range. Um, but anyway, uh, he's he's great. Um, yeah, and I, agree. I think that's what they. I think that's what they were doing. They were. They were showing it's the Tom Hardy movie, and look what we have. This is our star. This is it. Everybody knows. Well, I shouldn't say everybody. But a lot of people know what Venom is, and uh, it was a nice teaser, and it got me excited for a Venom movie without seeing Venom, and that's the magic of a good teaser. That's it. We know what we're getting, and uh, and that's the show. Unfortunately, by the time the movie does come out in, what, October or whenever, uh, we're probably going to see four or five different trailers, and eventually they will probably show him. I hope, and not. Uh, you know that'll be that. But Carnage has yeah, been confirmed as the the bad dude in this movie, right? I don't. Is he? I don't think Carnage think is so. being. I don't think they're going to do two symbiotes in one movie. 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I'm. I'm not sure. I have no I idea. I thought I read somewhere that Carnage was in fact locked in for it. Maybe I read it wrong. A man can dream. I'd shit myself dry if I heard Venom and Carnage were in the same movie right off the rip. I wouldn't know. What to Seems do myself. like a lot. Like this is this is an origin story, right? And I think yeah. that this is going to be. Yeah, but they're not including it in our... the Spider-Man universe directly. Like they're not even really like poking into the Spider-Man aspect. They're kind of keeping it as separate as. Well, I think they're doing they're launching this in such a way that it's going to be uh, it's going to be the anti-hero Venom, not like the straight yeah. up villain Venom. Yeah, so like I think they're gonna try way. and create like a Loki type character where you're the anti-hero, the anti-hero. That's yeah, what like, that's what he's always been. Is the is, is the no? He hasn't always been. He well, was after, actually after he went through yeah, his he was a bully, fuck right? Spider-Man like, he, thing. He was originally brought in as a villain, yeah. And then the character developed into, in such a way that he kind of became an anti-hero, which is the whole reason Carnage was created because um, Venom needed, never quite Venom never reached the evil chaotic level that they had wanted him yeah. to. So they created Carnage to be like, all right, everything that we couldn't make Brock, we can make Carnage. Yeah, we can exactly. make them like completely and utterly evil. It like, was it was almost extreme. it was almost what happened when they when they turned Hulk Hogan heel and they made him you know Hollywood yeah. Hulk Hogan with the NWO. Give, when they gave and Venom depth, they took all, away the all the fans were like, "Fuck you!" I'm still cheering for Hulk Hogan, and so like low key NWO became like more popular than the <laughs> than the baby faces, and then they were like, yeah. "Well, shit! Now what do we do?" And it was kind of kind of similar with with uh, uh, yeah with. With Carnage and uh, and Venom, so yeah, um, that's October, right? We said that already. October, I think. It's I think? October, yeah, I think it's yeah. October. Yeah, I'm probably. I don't give October a fuck with Spider Man. I definitely fucks with Tom Hardy playing Venom. I can tell you that yeah. much right now. I'll be watching yeah. that for sure. One of the uh, two movies I'll probably see in theater this year. So that's that's, that's good. Uh, no, I lied. I forgot. Deadpool two is coming. So maybe three. Uh, Deadpool two trailer. Hit and um, in Deadpool style, it was funny and over the top and uh, had Easter Truth eggs. Yeah, Easter eggs just fucking sprinkled uh, throughout. Like the Bob Ross painting, if you look carefully, is in the background <laughs> uh, that he did in the other teaser. And uh, the little like when he was doing like the little shit with the diorama between him and uh, him and Cable, and he drops them. They both have Wade written on the shoes, like it was Woody from. From mm-hmm. uh, Toy Story. Like, it's just a lot of silly stuff like that. They made fun of Superman's mustache thing right off the rip. Mm-hmm. They got their dig in right away. Um, so yeah, I mean, it was, it, was more, it was more Deadpool. And I'm okay with that. Yeah. Well, it looks... It, I, I, I'll honestly say I wasn't as blown away by the trailer as... I'd I'd want to be. I can agree um, with that, yeah. and I think and I think it's mainly. I listen. I think Cable looks amazing. Yeah. Um. I I, I think it's going to be a great fun ride. I mean, I fucking loved the first Deadpool, and I'm sure that they're going to do things even bigger and better than the first because their budget is infinitely bigger, and they've got they've got big shoes to fill, and now yeah. they've got a legitimate villain. Yeah. Um. Not some cookie cutter, you know, shit that they had in the first movie. Because they really wanted to focus on Deadpool's origin story, and now we know who he is, and now we can actually have a comparable uh, villain. It's kind of cool to see Brolin playing a villain here, and then he's playing uh, a villain over, uh, or he's playing uh, Thanos uh, as well. So, you know, he's guy is just playing villains like crazy, Uh, so hopefully that won't ruin my, my Avengers experience, kind of, if if his cable is so good that we're going, Oh shit, 
this is he's, this is not as good as his cable. So we'll see how they do that. But beyond that, um, it looked good. It looked good. I laughed during the trailer. I the only issue that I have with Deadpool now is I think I'm going to start to become desensitized with how much of the fourth wall breaking and how much of the the over the top uh jokes and and it's starting yeah. it's yeah. starting to feel a little bit like I'm watching Ryan Reynolds do a Deadpool like it's almost it's like it's starting to flip for me where it was like before this Deadpool character is amazing and now and it's mainly I think it's because he's been killing it so awesome on social media and these small YouTube videos and these things that I'm I'm seeing too much Deadpool. Like it's the point where like when you have I'd rather doing see, their Deadpool variation. I'd too. rather see Deadpool once every two years in an amazing movie and some really funny trailers throughout the way. But when you're blitzing social, it's like, dude, we're we're sold. You fucking sold us, man. Your first movie was incredible, but I think for me, and I'm still not complaining because it's still a good trailer and I still laughed and I'm still excited. I think if they continue to go as aggressive as they are, as funny as the Bob Ross thing was, and it was funny, (laughs) but I feel like I'm getting too much Deadpool doing Deadpool and Ryan Reynolds doing Ryan Reynolds that, uh, I hate that if the movie comes out and I'm not laughing as much or I'm not as surprised on how ridiculously awesome the movie is. It's almost I to be expected a, and I'm becoming desensitized with it. I need Ryan Reynolds to do some other movies where he's not Deadpool or Deadpool style character so that we can cleanse our Ryan Reynolds palette a little bit so that when yeah. we get the next Deadpool, it's really good. It's refreshing. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, this is amazing. I think, so yeah, that, no, I, I can agree. That's my only negative. I can agree. It's definitely, I mean, it's the type of, let's be honest, it's low ball humor. There's of very course. little, there's very little hyper intelligent humor. The closest thing to, to intelligent humor Deadpool has is Easter eggs and, and references that you might have to think for a few seconds to, to, to make the, the connection. Otherwise, it's poop jokes and titties come out. Like, that's pretty much Deadpool, right? So that's, that's an incredibly easy thing to get fatigued by. It's it's something that you can absolutely laugh at until you cry in in short spurts, but it it it's pretty uncommon for people to be able to but sit it's the there. Campaign hey, that's what I mean. The whole year, it's so like, it's very damn, uncommon to be dude. able to just get bombarded by that for all that time, and then go into the movie and be able to see it with fresh eyes is very difficult. So unless you've managed to avoid all of this social media mayhem that that has been the Deadpool two marketing campaign uh you might very well be fatigued by the time you get into the movie and watch it and you might still enjoy it but you're not going to get as much out of it as you would if you hadn't been uh blasted by how many you know baby jokes can uh, can ryan reynolds make on twitter in the run of a week yep. you know that's that's kind of uh the way it goes but i think i think it's kind of like it's kind of like how other roles have been matched almost perfectly ryan reynolds was deadpool before deadpool fell in his lap right like yeah. I, that's just kind of been his personality and it just so happened that he also was a fan of deadpool and it just probably fed off one another honestly he probably pulls some of his shit from yeah, it's deadpool a perfect, it's a perfect match i'm not yeah. i'm not sitting here complaining anyway i just i i wasn't i wasn't as you know crazy about it as no so i can agree same were. here yeah. but um i i'm pumped i'm going to see yeah. it yeah yeah, uh, I guess the last thing that I could think of that I didn't write down here was that we got the Han Solo 
uh, trailer. Oh yeah, yeah. That came up. How did you feel about that? I have I have my own feelings uh, about it. How did you feel about uh, about Mr. Solo's uh, trailer extravaganza? Um, I liked it. I, you know, I'm not like. I'm I'm not crazy about it. I'm not mm-hmm. like, oh fuck, I can't wait to go and see a Han Solo origin movie. <laughs> um yeah, I, I I the guy who plays Han Solo, um, he doesn't look really like Han, like Solo. Han Solo. He doesn't really sound a whole lot like Han Solo. Um a couple of his mannerisms that he did worked. I mm. I noticed like I there were a couple of moments in the trailer where I was going, uh, okay, that and then there were times where he would say a joke and it would like Han Solo just does not sound like that. And he does not talk like that. There's the argument that a lot of fanboys that are saying where they're going, well, it's a he young becomes. Han and he starts to, that's how, you know, stuff happens. And then he starts to become that character, um, which, you know, sure. But at the Hopefully end of the day, he just doesn't do Harrison Ford straight through. Yeah. I mean, I at, want an at, imitation. I, 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 I didn't, I, I didn't want an imitation of, of Harrison Ford. Yeah. I, I, I wanted my own. Um, I wanted to see a character. And I'm not, I was never a huge Han Solo fan. Like, that's the thing. Um, I would, I'd much rather see an Obi-Wan Kenobi movie, but we're oh, not getting that yet. And that's eventually, I'm sure, going to happen. But Han Solo's cool, I guess. And uh, I'm more excited about the other characters than Han Solo, to be perfectly honest with you guys. Um, I'm going to go see it. I'll go see it opening night. It's a Star Wars movie, of course. Uh, I, I have a feeling, honest to God, that it's going to be better than episode eight. And um, I think it'll fall a little bit lower than Rogue One. But I have I have um, and I, I got a feeling that it'll be an enjoyable, pleasantly, surprisingly good film Donald Glover wins the trailer in my opinion oh yeah dude and he nails it I was about to say after I watched it I was like you know what this is this is Childish Gambino a Star Wars tale hashtag winning uh is pretty much how how I see it because this is how it was so when you talked about the the guy playing Han Solo and you know was cracking the joke that didn't quite seem Han Solo and and sometimes he had the mannerisms where it's like okay yeah I can see the solo character in here but it wasn't very consistent when I watched that trailer, if it wasn't for the scenes setting me up to know that the guy I was looking at was Han Solo, and I don't necessarily just mean from a visual, like, like he doesn't look like Harrison Ford standpoint, I wouldn't even fucking know that that was Han Solo. He looked like a supporting character that would show up for five minutes throughout the film that would have like three lines of dialogue and then they'd shit on him fucking 30 years later in, in episode fucking 14. Like that's, that's who he looked like to me in that yeah. trailer. And then, and then, uh, fucking, uh, Lando comes out and I'm like, fuck me. This is a Lando Calrissian movie. We've, we, he stole it. Hardcore stole yeah. it. Like, and all, oh, he did right. was, all he did was like a grin. And that's I'm like, it. oh, and fuck, like, that's and Lando. That's right Lando. I that's mean, it Lando helps, right it there. helps that he Lando. looks. It yeah. helps that he looks like Lando, but at yeah. the same time, it just, he felt, in that yeah. one moment, he oh, felt like Lando. Yeah, you, you didn't feel that with Han Solo. You, didn't feel, you, you know, look at Han, felt, you're like, nah, who the fuck are you? You know what it felt like, dude? It felt like I was watching Indiana Jones and the Shia LaBeouf one, where I'm, where I'm watching like a son of Harrison Ford. Right, and yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's yeah. like, you know, if, yeah. if somebody told me that, you know, this is, if they fucking duped everyone, if they were just like, yo, it's... Solo, 
And then we get into the movie and then we realize that it's like uh, his son. And we're like, what yeah, the f- fuck? I'd believe the it. Eyes. Yeah, I'd, be- yeah. I'd believe it. I'd be like, okay, so this, <laughs> he's kind of acting like his father, but he's not quite Han Solo. That's that's how I felt. It felt like they've got part of it right. And then the other part was like, eh, whatever. But Lando, so, you know, yeah. there's that. And Chewie looks like Chewie. Not um, hard to pull off. So not hard to pull off, you know, I just, I remember, I remember meeting Billy D Williams when he was at Halcon years ago and, uh, and talking to him and he kind of, you know, I mean, it's obvious that when an actor gets into certain roles, sometimes they get put into roles because their personality already sort of fits the character that they're casting for. Right. It makes it so much easier for an actor to pull something off if they're already kind of halfway there or more. It'd be like Ryan Reynolds doesn't have to fucking try to be Deadpool, for example. So when I talked to when I talked to Billy D. Williams, he, he just I was like, I'm fucking talking to Lando Calrissian right now, and so it made it all the more fucking crazy to me after I had met the guy in person to watch that point two second fucking clip where he's there and he smirks or whatever. And you're like, oh my god, that that's him. a Lando in three quarters. Yeah. And so, uh, yeah, I. I <clears throat> I kind of feel bad for the guy doing Han. We'll see how it happens when the movie comes out and, and how it progresses. And maybe some of the fanboys are right. Maybe they're they're playing down the fact that that some shit's going to go down in this movie. And then by the end of it, all of a sudden, we're going to have Han Solo. Uh, and before Han Solo in this movie, we're not going to really have Han. We're going to have flashes in the pan. But it's not going to be like the Han Solo that we had uh, in the original movies, and maybe that's it. And I hope that's the case, because that would be cool, because that would signal to me that we're going to get more character development than shitty Disney humor, which would be fucking awesome after seeing episode eight, where all I got was shitty Disney humor uh, and and very little character development. So if we could have the opposite of that for this, thumbs up for sure. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I think between Lando and seeing the Millennium Falcon, because it's one of those objects that you see it on the screen, and you're like, uh... I don't know if anyone else is like that here, but when I see the Millennium Falcon, I hear it, and I just fucking see it. Just it's it's an iconic ship. Nothing else looks like it. It was modeled <laughs> after some random kitchen appliance. Like it's just fucking. Be- it's just the stupidest. Like we get to see we get to see him get the ship and stuff. Exactly. Like, you know, it, that that's cool. That's cool. So that, that will be cool. the fun the fun bits for me. And uh, yeah, what do we know what the the timeline for that is? May. It's in May. May really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I thought that's it was summertime. That's why they're pumping it up now. It's I thought it was considered, summer It's considered summer movie time. Oh, May. okay. Okay. Because summer, summer here is like three weeks, so I guess that makes sense. May is technically summer May somewhere. May 25th. I think that's around Memorial Day weekend in the U.S. Yeah. I think, oh, okay. it, I think it might actually come on Memorial I Day. I think they're going for the three-day weekend, like, yeah. huge hype train yeah. on that. Well, that would be a smart yeah. idea, for sure. Oh, this one's coming in long, too. Two hours and 30 minutes, almost. Yeah. Damn. And they had a lot of production issues, so yeah. we'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens with this. Um, let's head on to tech support, shall we? Mm-hmm. Let's head on to tech support. Let me read some of this stuff. We've already answered this one from Duke. Yes, we are playing Shadow of the Colossus. It's happening, mm-hmm. uh, and it's not just going to be for uh, retro verses. If we post it, it will be more public than retro verses. Uh, yeah, we can post it up there. We can just we can just post post it straight to YouTube or something for because there's more more so many people that would want to see that we wouldn't want to hold that one back. Um. Let's see here. What else have we got? Uh, oh, here we go. Valentine's Day is coming, boys. Brain Doc Dre 
asks, in the spirit of the season, Candy Hearts, love them, hate them, discuss. And then part two is, any good Valentine's Day stories, can you, uh, can you or someone you know, uh, or can be you or someone you know, were mistakes made? Candy, we'll start with Candy Hearts. Yay or nay on the Candy Hearts? They are disgusting. I'm sort of indifferent. They taste disgusting. Uh, if I if I had to say yay or nay, I'll say nay. Okay. But I I have you know if they're around, I'll grab a handful. Like, there was ugh. there was like a really specific period when I was you know in my early childhood where I was I loved the shit out of those, uh, and then I hit high school and everyone started drinking Fireball, mm. and then I decidedly stopped liking uh, <laughs> those Cinnamon Hearts. <laughs> pretty pretty decisively thereafter uh when fireball rolled around that was it uh that was that pretty much turned me off of it altogether any good valentine's day stories gents anyone got a uh, a, a good one i don't know if i if i have any nobody's really i don't have any for myself but i have a disaster from one of my friends in college okay hook us up with the disaster um, so he, they were all busy with like midterms and stuff. So they hadn't, him and his girlfriend hadn't really done anything for a while. I mean, they've been dating for like a year. Um, so he planned this like super romantic, like they're going to go out to dinner at like one of the nicer restaurants. that's super expensive near the college. And then they were going to go ice skating cause it's February and it's like a good time for it. And there's like an ice skating rink right near the school. Um, and then afterwards they were going to take like a, like a nice cruise up to the top of the mountain area on the campus. to like, just look at stars and stuff. Super romantic. Um, I threw up in my mouth a little while just listening to that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, unfortunately, whatever food they got at the restaurant did not agree with them. And while they were ice skating, um, she got sick. And uh, didn't go so well. And when he went to help her, she slipped and ended up kicking him in the nuts with the skate. Oh, mm. oh, okay. The now we have to specify the portion of the skate that made contact with the nuts. Um, to this day, I don't know. Um, did he entirely. have children? I suspect he did, but he also <laughs> missed class for like a week. Um, we heard the page go out over the uh, EMS radios about it. Um. <laughs> And it was not one of those. It was one of those. Yeah, this is not a funny one. You guys should probably get out of here. There's like, <laughs> yeah, that's that um, is. High, I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Uh, getting kicked in the nuts with any part of a skate is a bad is a bad time. But and then they the ended up was breaking called, up like two and a half, three weeks later. Oh so. God, I'd be Safe pretty to salty say he didn't too. get laid on yeah. Valentine's Day. No, even oh, if yeah. he wanted to, probably wouldn't be able to. No, yeah. bad time. I don't uh, have any stories, so... No, I, I don't really have any yeah. either. Here's here's the thing about me. I don't give a fuck about Valentine's Day. I Neither think it's a waste I. of time and money. The Hallmark holiday. Uh, because, because if I need one day out of the calendar year to uh, to express how much I care for my significant other, I've already fucked up somewhere. So, uh, fuck that. And I also yeah. don't need one day out of the year to do something special for my significant other or spend money on them. That just happens throughout the year anyway. So why I would go out and spend several hundred dollars or two hundred dollars on a nice meal or or do I I'm I'm just not on that I'm not on that game uh, I, I I just don't care about it and most of my friends feel pretty much the same the only one I can yeah. think of that doesn't is is Cleveland and that's because he's married and well, he'd I'm probably be too, killed bro and I don't well I, I don't Ryan, remember Ryan, the last Blossom, time Ryan, and I Ryan's a little whipped. 
Oh yeah. Bless him. Well, I'm not I'm not whipped. No. So you know, even if the wife wanted to do something, she would just probably hold it in and not say anything because she knows that I'm kind of where you're at. It's like, listen, <laughs> you know, you know, I love you because I've been with your ass for 10 years. All right. And uh, that's pretty much it. Are we going to fuck tonight or not? Because if not, <laughs> I'm going to stay downstairs and play some video games a little bit later than normal. I'll catch you in the morning. That's yeah. pretty much the yeah. show. We yeah. don't we just we're not we're not people that celebrate. Like we don't celebrate Easter, we don't celebrate Valentine's Day, you know. There, there's these we don't do these things. It's Christmas and birthdays. That's well, the Easter, show. Easter is only really something you celebrate. One, if you're celebrating it as a Christian, or two, you're celebrating it because uh, you have kids and you're getting them chocolate. I suppose, yes. and that's really about the only way that. Or some people, some parents like will buy like it's a second Christmas and some shit. And you're like I used oh. to get, I used to get a video game every Easter. What they, the my fuck? parents used to buy me a video game. We used I, to get I, little presents. I remember my parents looked at me and said, "If you ever ask for anything for Easter, your ass is grass." Right. Don't even don't even bother. That shit is heinous. Um, got Jesus back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, no no stories, unfortunately. Um, but shoutouts to Ryan for being probably a better husband than I'll be. <laughs> in the in the general sense, anyway. Um, you guys have any of the ones that are listed here that uh, caught uh, your eye? Uh, not really. I think. A lot of these we've we've kind of talked about before. That's pretty much it. <laughs> uh, I, I, I like this one. We haven't answered this one before. I kind of like this one, though. We'll end on this one. So Axwell asks, if you had infinite money and you had to make a party insanely expensive, who would you invite, where would it be, and what would be the theme if there is one? So just the craziest ass expensive party, who would be there? And if there was a a theme, what would would it be? I would, just because, I would invite Elon Musk. Okay. It would be a a space party. Okay. And we would take a... This is topical. I like this. And we would take (laughs) a a space shuttle out into space. Mm Mm-hmm. And you know we would we would sit in that car that they have fucking you wouldn't panic the planet and uh, sit in it <laughs> and that's the show that's the party that would be my par- that would be my party it's a pretty dope party as long as you get back to Earth of course that'd be the you know what the at that point there. wouldn't even I wouldn't even care. wouldn't even matter <laughs> wouldn't even care I was also gonna do a space party but instead of us going up into space part of the uh, part of the party would literally just be like Falcon Heavy's launching. And then the boosters landing on each side of the party, it's like fireworks. Mm. I'm going to so, go yeah. with if, I, if it's infinite money, which is kind of how this has been themed or, 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 or framed, I should say. Yeah. Uh, I would I would recreate Rapture from Bioshock at the deepest part of the ocean that we could fucking find, <laughs> like fun. Mariana's Trench, and I'd throw an epic like mashup of like the of like the 20s and 30s, the Roaring Times, like the post-war boom shit. And just go on a rip with that. Invite everyone. Take as many as the as the fucking town could hold. Bring them all. Bring them all. Although I guess I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to invite some people that can actually sing appropriate songs for that. So it had to be Bill Picky Choosy there. But for mm. everyone else, Mastercard, come on down. 
No, that's I like that. I think you might I think you might have actually won the party. That's right a creative there. one. Uh, I, I think that'd be I think it'd be pretty dope. And then you have the added benefit of uh, being able to, to live underwater and away from all the crazy people up top. So that that's that's you know. Uh, isn't, that how, bonus, isn't that how bonus. everything went sideways in Rapture to begin with? Adam? Yeah, but, yeah. But see, the problem was they brought the crazy with them. That was you the, that are was, the crazy. That was where we went. Well, see, if if it's just me, myself, and Irene, then uh, then that's fine because then it, it can only go so far. You know what would happen there, right, Adam? You would have the party perfectly done. Everyone would leave, and you'd be just you, yourself, and Irene down at the bottom in Rapture there, and you'd bend over to pick up one little beer can or something. Throw my back. Your back would go out, and you'd just be facing up, looking up at the looking up at the water, being like, "Well, shit, all that money, and I forgot to install life alert in the rapture. <laughs> Fucked yeah, it up." <laughs> all right, well, ladies and gentlemen, that's going to be it for uh, this episode of Technical Alpha. We will wrap it up there. I'll throw it over to the end screen, and uh, once again, since uh, I basically just about died on my kitchen floor today, this uh, page hasn't been updated, so people might be getting extra shoutouts. And if you do, bless you. Uh, odds are you were on this page long enough that it probably doesn't matter if we give you extra shoutouts anyway, so I'm not going to be all that concerned about it. Jetrix, the $500 mark, Postal Panda and Chico at the 250 and a whole host of people at 100 including Fry C, Derek P, Naley, Adam B, Jamaican J, Jorbach, Toto Steel, Matthew M, and if there are new people that have swapped out for that, I apologize. Let me just real quick... Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Go over to this page and I scroll down... Uh oh, we did lose one person. One person got an extra shout out. Mm. I don't know who it was here. No, it was F- Frycy got the extra shout out this week. Uh, I guess we can let Frycy slip by. I think we can let him slide. I think we can let Frycy slide. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for listening. As always, you can head on over to technicalalpha.audio to get uh, all the information about the podcast. If you don't know something about it, uh, you can also check out uh, our Patreon, patreon.com slash technicalalpha. Uh, follow us uh, on all the social medias and stuff if you want to keep up with uh, when the show goes live, which is currently every Thursday, 8 p.m. Eastern time on twitch.tv slash technicalalpha. Thank you once again uh, for listening. We'll see you guys next week. Same time, same channel. Unless, of course, I, you know, uh, break my back this time. And until then, peace. We'll strap you to a gurney. Oh, perfect. Perfect.